This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Good evening. It's me, the monk. Have you ever listened to Trash Taste and thought, that doesn't seem too hard? I can do that. Well, you're in luck, because today I want to talk about Anchor, the easiest way to make podcasts, and it's completely free. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you, so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many, many more. I mean, it's literally what we're using now. They have creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast from your phone or computer. And you can add any songs from Spotify directly to your episodes. The possibilities are literally endless. You can make anything, music analysis, talk shows, or even an anime podcast that talks about anime. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. So, if you want to give podcasting a go, download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Anyway, back to the episode. Hello and welcome to another very special episode of Trash Taste. We are joined by another guest today. I'm sorry, I completely forgot. It's been a while since I've hosted. <laughs> yeah. I'm your host for today, Gant. And with me are, as usual, the boys. What up? And today we have a very special guest. Now, in case there is one person in YouTube who don't who <laughs> doesn't know who you are, do you want to introduce yourself and uh, what you do? Oh my God, it, that's a lot of pressure. Uh, uh, my name is Anthony Padilla. Some people say Padilla. I'm totally fine with that, but I do like to say Padilla like tortilla. Um, <laughs> that's how I get people to memorize it. Um, let's see. So, uh, God, how deep do we want to go into this history here? You're a YouTuber. Dude, dude. <laughs> just, just admit it, Anthony. We have. We we have two plus we, we, hours. We have two plus well, hours. Yeah. Are we doing two plus hours? Yes, okay, let's yeah. get deep, guys. Yeah. Uh, so I started uh, with my friend Ian. Uh, I started a YouTube channel called Smosh in 2005. 17. What's Smosh? 17 years. <laughs> half of my age ago. Oh, my Jesus. God. Half of my age oh ago. My half God. your life has been well, on half YouTube. Half of my life. Yes. Oh, shit. I'm having to rethink so many things. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to need that two and a half hours. Yeah. Uh, and then in 2017, I kind of split off to do my own thing. Mm, Been doing right. a, an independent channel, which has slowly evolved into me kind of doing deep dive interviews with either groups of mm. people or one person that has, um, you know, some kind of popularity surrounding mm. them. Uh, right. And we get we we drill in deep into uh, the, the the psychology behind uh, blowing up, or you know, if it's a group of people. Um, I like to kind of get in there and understand them. Uh, yeah. I feel like so many people have preconceived ideas about what a group or what a label or identity means. Mm, so right. I like to kind of show that there is variation and nuance from individual to individual. Yeah, yeah. they're really good. Yeah, oh, thank you. I mean, yeah. this is like pretty intimidating because not only are you like the OG of YouTube, I can, I can say that you're you're like <laughs> you, you are, are. you it's, are it's like not even like a it's uh, not even like a subjective yeah, thing. Yeah, it's yeah, like you, objectively you, you are you, an OG. you are the OG of YouTube, but also you are like now the interviewer. 
follower of like YouTubers. <laughs> and now we're interviewing you. So You're I'm like- reverse yeah. engineer this. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, my stuff is so different. When I came here, I was like, so what are we talking about today? You're like, I don't know. <laughs> when I go into mine, I'm like, okay, okay. I've got like this 45 bullet points. I know where to get through these. I, I over plan so much. This is chill. It shows though. It's good. Yeah, yeah. It really, it really shows. Yeah. My, my favorite stuff is always the stuff that comes out of stuff that happens in the moment that was never planned. Yes. And that is your whole That's show. Right. That's, That's right. your whole show. Yeah, yeah. On YouTube, it'll say top moment, yeah. all of it. Yeah, all yeah. Of all of it. Because it kind of hit me when you came in, you were like, so what are we talking about today, guys? And we just look at each other and we were just like, what do you Oh uh, <laughs> shit, we're talking to uh, Anthony today. Fuck, he's the interviewer. And we don't have any interview questions. Uh, I was like, uh, do they have some kind of secret thing that they're not telling me? Some kind of prank that they're gonna yeah, do? Yeah. They're like, should we tell him? No. We're, we're gonna hit you with a low blow in about 30 minutes. <laughs> just grill me. Yeah. So actually, I've always wondered, how much how much prep do you do for your interviews? Because as we've just established, we do zero. Zero <laughs> prep here. Yeah. The, so, only, the only prepping we do is who are we getting on yeah, today? Yeah, um, let's see. So the show start, I call it, I spent a day with whatever the topic or whatever the person's name is. Mm. And at first it was like four people that I would sit down with and it would amount to like eight hours. Now it's a little bit shorter, like two to three hours if it's just one guest, mm. uh, a little bit longer. But... I do a pre-interview call, which is like an hour, hour and a half or two. And then I work backwards to try to figure out what we're going to talk, what questions I'm going to come up with based on the things that we talked about. So yeah, God, I cannot even quantify. It's a lot of press. Yeah, yeah. What made you start doing pre-interviews? Is it because you maybe had some guests somewhere you're like, fuck, I could have done a way better job. Yeah, like- a little bit of that. It was also uh, bringing on guests that have really big stories. And I felt yeah. like I couldn't just go in there and be like, so um, tell me about your childhood. And then just like, they just go and I'm like, I think they probably got everything. Like I, I also, I realized that in the interviews, I was cutting out a lot of stuff. Right. Right. You know, I was like, it's a lot of me trying to figure out where this is going. I kind of want to have an idea of where we're going first. Yeah. And I realized uh, that I was like every night before the, the, the next day was an interview. I would be like up until 4am, like 12 hours straight. Like, shit, I don't know what I'm talking about. I got to learn every single thing about this person's life. <laughs> like drill down. Yeah. About, you know, I interviewed VTubers. That's actually how I found out about this podcast. I saw oh. you had interviewed some, uh, a VTuber as well. Oh yeah. 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 Callie, yeah. 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 Exactly. Um, and I like, I like, I watched that episode yeah. and then I was like <laughs> learning everything about VTubers. And I was like, wait, I could just talk to them, have them tell me the important things, and then I could reverse engineer the questions based ah. on the conversations that they the want yeah. to have. Yeah. So basically you you take out some of the research time where you don't even know if you're going down like the wrong rabbit hole. Yes, yes. And instead you just come straight from the source, I guess. Yes. Yeah. And then I'm able to use the extra time that I now have during the interviews mm. to uh, kind of drill in deeper to like... Um, like the, the psychology behind the feelings that they were having and what things affected them from those moments and how they affect them now. Mm. Yeah. And I guess it just allows me to get a little bit deeper with the conversations. Yeah. yeah. So That's, like, yeah. So like the interviews are like 20 to 40 minutes. How much of yeah. that is like, how, how much source like footage do you have? How much of it gets cut out? You reckon? Yeah. Uh, so it depends on the person, uh, Markiplier, we shot like two hours and 40 minutes and oh we cut God. it down to a half hour oh somehow miraculously <laughs> after it came out, he was like, Holy shit, you did it. You bastard. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, we apparently like were able to get all the, the key, components the conversations that were were really meaty mm. have them in there while cutting out all the fluff and it's it's right. a it's a lot of there's a big process so we have uh four, we have five editors now and it goes it goes from person to person they all have like a very specific 
uh, they're like a specific cog in the machine. Yeah. And uh, it's a lot of just like grinding it down. It goes to the first person. They get the full two and a half hours of footage. They cut it down to 50. And then it's like that person Jeez. takes it and cuts it down. And each person's like really good at refining. We just element. have a one man machine. <laughs> yeah. 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 He's like, he, he works like 10 people's work. He's just like, I'll do it myself. Yeah. yeah. Damn. I, I, do have a, I do have a solution to that problem. You know, if you, if you're like coming in with like two and a half hours of footage yeah. and uh, having a hard time cutting it down. Oh yeah. Have you ever thought about this thing called a podcast? Oh, <laughs> you mean just releasing it all? On yeah. Yeah. Have you ever thought about no cuts? <laughs> I have thought about that. And people yeah. have asked, they're like, come on, just release the full thing. I know you got it there somewhere. Yeah. Uh, but I feel like I'm too much of a stickler for like, I want it to really be polished. I want everything uh, that okay. I come out with to feel polished. And yeah. I know that I know there's an environment where people want yeah. longer conversations mm, that are right. unedited. Like this one obviously yeah. has a huge audience, even on YouTube where I feel like people are not generally looking for very long uncut things. You guys found that audience. It mm, clearly right. does exist. Yeah. But I just, I really want something that feels a little bit more, a little bit more bite-sized. Yeah. But you could like, take those like cut parts that you cut out, for example, oh, turn yeah. it into like a compilation, release it on like Patreon for like a behind the scenes. Oh yeah, like, yeah. Have you thought for about sure. doing that? For sure. Or? Yeah, we definitely have a bunch of like archived conversations yeah. that we are noting. This didn't really make the cut, yeah. but right. it is still a strong conversation. I mm. mean, with, with the amount of questions I guess you're asking and the amount of people you're asking, I'm sure there's moments there where you're like, that question didn't go down great. Or oh, that, that was a little awkward. Let's just, let's just cut that out. Let's just <laughs> a little bit, but some, well, it depends. Sometimes the awkward questions and answers are the best have ones. like, yeah, are the yeah. best ones because it yeah. forced, it puts me on the spot to come up with something that was unplanned. Okay. And right. I, uh, I overthink everything that I usually do that it's the unplanned stuff that actually gets the, like gets out of my head. Cause I'm that actually, sense. you know, right. there in the moment. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, sometimes it's, I just move right on. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, all right, next question. Yeah. Yeah. That one sometimes we'll keep well. me in, keep, keep it in of me being like, uh, so anyway, uh, like me not knowing where to go with it. Like yeah. when I interviewed dominatrixes and some of the details that they said, yeah. uh, I didn't, I don't think there was any response that would have felt appropriate in that moment. Right. About some of the actions that went down behind the scenes. Right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm, I think I'm a little too vanilla to have uh, been prepared for yeah. some of that. <laughs> yeah. is, is there a lot you have to cut out to, let's say, keep within YouTube guidelines? I mean, to a certain degree, yes. Sometimes we just censor it and that's enough yeah. uh, because we don't want the vi video to be age gated and yeah, it's yeah. like uh, no one sees this video. Right. Um, I mean, certain episodes. Yeah, I spent a day with strippers. I spent a yeah. day with dominatrixes. <laughs> yeah. You, I mean, I'm gonna have a an upcoming episode. I spent a day with pony players. Look it up. Actually, or maybe not. Maybe with a private. Maybe with a private browser. Pony Incognito man. window. Wait, what is a pony player? <laughs> so they are people that uh, it's basically role play. It's a little bit of uh, dom and sub dynamic. Uh, right. And they dress up as a pony, kind of in a leather. Like, like my little pony? Or? <laughs> no. uh, like. Or just like an actual pony. Think about a human. Oh, here we go. We got we oh. got some visuals oh. for you oh. here. Can you click before. on that black and white one there? I think that one's a pretty good dynamic. Yeah, let's 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 zoom oh, in on, on Twitter. That. Oh. 
let's take, <sighs> take a look. So, oh, wow. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Maybe don't put these off. It's, it's, like it's like a leather furry a little bit. Um, except it's okay. BDSM, so it's not a furry because those are not always associated <laughs> with anything sexual. Who's, who's scouting this stuff for you? Uh, yeah, yeah. Like, so, do, you, do you have a dude? Yeah. Do you have a dude? Like yeah. Anthony, you won't believe what I just found. I mean, a little bit. Yeah, it's uh, my producer Elise. She's like, uh, so we got this uh, really interesting person. She has a um, an arena, you know, where horses usually um, reside in, yeah, but it's for right. the pony players. Do you want to do you want to add on a, a little segment where you go on location? I was like. Yeah, let's do it. I didn't know how to react to that, but the obvious answer is yes. Right. You right. have to do it. It's the content. You yeah, have yeah, to. Yeah. I mean, yeah, when I when I do a lot of episodes, I spend it with dominatrixes. I'm like, you have to dominate me. Like that's part <laughs> that's part I'm not into this, but you have to. You have to. Have to. For journalistic integrity. So many comments are like, clearly Anthony just wanted to know what this was like, or like clearly Anthony's a pro at this because he didn't yeah. really have that big of a reaction. I was like, I, I, I mean, you know, transparently, I just wanted, I, it's part, I wanted to learn about dominatrixes yeah. in the scene. I have to put myself in it to really understand of course. Yeah, the yeah, dynamic yeah. of why people would do this. What do they take out of it? Yeah. What do they like about it? Yeah. yeah. How do you, how do you battle the inner embarrassment? It, you know, it's the weirdest thing when it's when it's on camera and it's for yeah. it, it feels like it's for research purposes, literally. Yeah, <laughs> to the point where, and part of the humor and entertainment comes from me being embarrassed, which makes me less embarrassed. Yeah, I, I does get that, that make sense? Yeah, right. I, I do videos in Japan, similar thing. I, yeah, I worked in a strip club recently. Yeah, yeah, I've, I, I did not see that one specifically. Okay, are the strip clubs there different? Uh, yeah, a little bit, I yeah. guess. I, I mean, I haven't been to any here. So oh, oh. Sure. Tell me for research. <laughs> research process. Research process. You keep taking for research yeah, yeah. Now you have to be able to answer my question later. <laughs> you must go to a strip club today. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, that, I, I feel like, yeah, when you're on camera, it kind of gives you like a free pass to just yes. be mm. em embarrassment. Yeah. And like, not good. <laughs> I realized that the other day I went to this, uh, this bar and I, I never... There's there's this social anxiety that's just like uh uh immediately like cut off any opportunity to to, to feel like out of my element yeah, yeah right so I went to this thing and I was like I'm just gonna push myself to do it and I was like why I, I was thinking I was like I could totally do this if cameras were on me and if it was like I'm like talking to the camera I'm gonna be going this thing I'm gonna be uncomfortable let's see what happens yeah, and yeah, then yeah, I would yeah, be yeah, able yeah. to totally do it yeah. and I was trying to reframe my mind to be like. Can I trick myself into thinking <laughs> there is a camera following me and I'm doing this for research purposes because yeah. I would be a pro. I would be a pro at anything. There is an invisible the camera. Yeah. It's, it's, like, vlog. it's my invincibility. Yeah. I'm like, I could do anything if a camera is on me. I don't know. It's weird. Tell me you're a YouTuber. Yeah, yeah. Tell me you're, you're a just a content creator like yeah. through yeah. and through. Yeah. Yeah. It empowers you. It feels like you have like a past to just do it. Yeah. 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 Like, oh no, don't worry. There's a camera on him. That's yeah. Like, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. okay. Yeah. Like, wait, like if these cameras were not rolling and we were all just sat down up there, yeah. I feel yeah. like it might've taken us an extra 10 minutes to warm up, you yeah, know? Right, right. It, it, it's weird, right? There's mm. like this invigoration you yeah. can almost feel from mm. being on camera. Yeah, because like normally, like most of my content is not on camera and the only time I started going on camera was like for this podcast. Mm. And like at first I was like really, really awkward and it was just really, really weird being there. Mm. But then you kind of get used to it and it kind of becomes your friend, right? Yeah. And it becomes yeah. like, it becomes like- Parasocial yeah, relationships, yeah. It kind of becomes go. like your the camera excuse. Or the audience? Oh no, the camera, the camera. It kind of okay. becomes like, it kind of becomes like the get out of jail free card to yeah, do yeah, shit yeah. you wouldn't normally that's do, true. right? That's true, that's right. true. Because part of the entertainment yeah. factor comes from whatever happens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you're, you're forced to lean into that. Yeah, and the people around you as well, as soon as they see you being 
being being filmed, they're like, yeah. okay, they can they can be a bit of a monkey. You or absolutely yeah. get a free yeah. pass. I'll, t- yeah. I'll tell you what is like the real free pass though. Yeah. So you sometimes in Japan we have like we bring like the camera crew, but for some reason every time we've brung like a boom mic, that is <laughs> that is when like people around us know that shit's going down. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because they they, pro- they you know they see like a shotgun mic, right? yeah, yeah, and they're yeah, like, yeah. oh well, you know, this is just like a hobby for someone, you know, right. just filming yeah, for their yeah. friends or whatever. Yeah. But when they bring <laughs> see a massive boom mic, they're like. Oh, this is yeah. real shit right here. Like, this is like, yeah, they, they got a crew. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, excuse me, gentlemen, do you want some coffee? Or do you want, yeah. what, do you, what do you need on set? Thank they you immediately much. think we're yeah. like more important than we actually are. Yeah. The moment yeah. they see the boom mic. Yeah, we don't even use sure. it. Mostly we just use lapel mic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's just like just a statement. Looks, man. Yeah, yeah. Get an agile free card. Uh, but I, I was thinking back to, I was like, there, were, there have definitely been moments of things that I've shot that I would be so embarrassed if the cameras weren't rolling. Mm. And I uh, I did this video, I spent a day with anime cafe maids. I, yeah, uh, yeah, I, I saw that okay, one. I saw okay, that okay. One. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I, I said, if this video gets over 100,000 likes, I will become a maid and I will <laughs> uh, make a documentary about me doing a show. And I actually put it on, put the show on with the girls that I had interviewed. Yeah. And I look back at that and I, I had the most confident in the world, like yes. zero bit of embarrassment about yeah. literally stepping on people and having my full on ass cheeks out. Yeah. So I was like, if the cameras were not rolling, I would have been like, I don't want this attention. Yeah. Yeah. It was yeah, something, yeah, yeah. something about the, uh, knowing the cameras are there and I'm trying to, you know, almost like I'm working, like I'm fucking working here guys. Like <laughs> something about that. I was just like, it's okay. Yeah. It's like it's like a little devil that's sitting on your shoulder yeah, being yeah. like, don't worry, it's for content. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I don't know if that's a good thing. I don't know if that's a good thing. Just like a professional through and through, you know? Yeah. It's, it's, it's like, you know, when you're an actor and the director says, you know, fucking, yeah, what, what did they say again? Yeah, fucking action. 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 <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> you need to know this. I'm sorry, okay? I'm sorry. It's only been five days in LA, okay? <laughs> I, I feel like I, when I go into a lot of the videos, I'm like, I will never get a chance to do this again. Like, you can't oh, make a true. Yeah. You can't make a like. You, you could true. do the video again, but you can't really. No, no, yeah, no. It'll yeah. never be the same reaction. No one's gonna click it again. Well, they will, but you know, yeah. it's, yeah. it's it's not the same. It's not the same. I, yeah. I I was having a conversation um, with someone recently, and I was trying to figure out why I feel like I'm in such a different headspace when I'm conducting an interview. Yeah. Right. I mean, part of it is that I've done a pre-call. Part of it is that I know where the conversation's gonna go to a certain degree. But also, yeah. in many ways, I feel like it might be, it's like the last conversation I'll ever have with this person. Not to say that like, I'll never talk to them or or whatever again, but for some reason there is like, this is this one moment. In a way it feels like there's all this pressure. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, And even though there's a lot of pressure, it, it, for some reason, the fact that it feels so dire, it almost alleviates the pressure in a weird way. Right. Yeah. Knowing that you can kind of go for this, the deep questions and really yeah, push yeah, like this is your one shot, yeah, yeah kind of like yeah. what you were saying, right, yeah. right, yeah, that's awesome. When you started, did you ever feel like, I guess, nervous being too intrusive or you know, kind of like oh. diving down a bit too deep? Yeah, a little bit. I mean, I would tell people beforehand, like, if there's any question that you don't want to answer, like, don't ever feel like I'm trying to pry further than you're comfortable. Yeah, like, mm. I would tell them, like, tell me to not if, yeah. if, if I'm <laughs> going down in direction that you're not comfortable with. But now that I do the pre-calls again, that, that, that removes most of yeah. that. Sometimes I'll drill down a little bit further, but yeah. for the most part, I see if they're comfortable and I try to word the questions in a way where they can tell me as much as they want or go in as much as they want. Yeah. Sometimes they'll tell me something. If I want to get in deeper, I'll be like, oh, and I'll kind of rephrase what they just said to me, yeah. which sounds really stupid if you like if we just leave it in it's me saying the exact same thing that they said but for some reason hearing it back i feel like they know that i understood and then it gives them the opportunity to to 
to refine or mm. dig in deeper mm. if they want. Yeah. So usually it's like I kind of throw out little invitations to go deeper without feeling like I'm prying in. Oh, okay. Right, yeah. right. So, so it's like it's like their choice if they would like to go yeah. down if they want to. Yes, yes, right. exactly. Yeah, that's pretty smart to do. Yeah. It sounded like you were describing a yeah. different <laughs> <experience>. <laughs> 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 I, I didn't but mean for it to come out where I just <laughs> took what he said and explained it sexually. Like, yeah, so it's, it's their choice. <laughs> it's their choice. <laughs> <laughs> it's their choice. After, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so like obviously, like you, st- it's a, like a massive interview series on YouTube now. But you came off of this like off the back of Smosh. What made you want to start doing this series? Was it? Did you want to explore a bunch of ideas, and then this was the one that like kind of stuck, or was it always this that you wanted to do? Well, I mean, you know, Smosh was definitely a comedic, like silly. Thing. So I never thought that I was going to get into any deeper conversations, yeah, yeah. like right. connecting mm-hmm. with people in the way that the series is now. Um, and the whole series kind of started off as a joke. Of course, the, the very mm-hmm. first video when I left, I was like, okay, Part of the joke was that I'm an independent YouTuber now. I have yeah. no idea what's going. I mean, it was I'm, actually- a, I'm a strong independent YouTuber. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I was feeling feeling myself, um, and. It was actually very true. I didn't, I had not uploaded my own video in mm. years because right. the company had taken it over. Right. So part of the joke was like, hey, what do you, what is a YouTuber, independent YouTuber do now? And I was asking for advice and I uh, interviewed a bunch of popular YouTubers and there was something about that dy- dynamic of having a conversation where I didn't know where it was going. And the funniest mm. moments were the ones that were improvised rather yeah. than 100% scripted. Mm. Yeah. And I really enjoyed that. And then later on it was like, let's revisit. And I was like struggling for a long time, just floundering. Like, what do I do with this channel? And every, yeah. every single week it was like, I don't know what to do. Okay. I figured it out. Okay. I shot it. Okay. I hate it. So now I'm going to figure something else out. Okay. Right. I finally yeah. shot. Now I'm releasing this thing that I don't really like, but I ran out of time. Yeah. And, uh, Eventually, I was like, what were the things that I liked doing most on the channel so far? Let's, uh, you know, I'll, I'll dial in deeper with those ideas. And right. then I started expanding on it from there. Yeah. Yeah. Man, Japan needs to start like listening to how you do your interviews because well, you would hate how interviews are done in Japan. I don't think I've ever heard a Japanese interview. Oh, Tell me bro. about oh, it. Oh, God. Do you so, guys get interviewed uh, like on Japanese? No. So <sighs> when, did you, when did you interview anyone? You mm. have to give them the exact script. Oh, yes. And, and there's no room for- Yeah, and they will sometimes have scripted answers about what they will say to you back. Yeah. So everything is pre-planned. There is, yeah. you are not allowed to go out of like off script yeah. at all. And it's just the most rigid interview you could like ever imagine. Yeah. Is, it, is it like that in different places of Asia as well? Because I have, uh, maybe. I've also interviewed someone from South Korea mm-hmm. um, and it was a similar thing. Mm. Where right. Uh, well, they were speaking English to me and yeah. it was obviously not their first language. So it was yeah. like, of course they want to know what that they're makes saying. Sense, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, they wanted the questions beforehand uh, and I, I figured, yeah, they want to know what I'm saying to them just in case a mm. word slips by that they don't know. Yeah. But I didn't realize what they were doing was scripting their responses yeah. to yeah. such yeah. a degree that w- afterwards they sent me their script. Yeah. <laughs> and, oh, wow. And whenever, uh, I, I thought it was a little bit weird in the moment whenever I'd ask a question, they would repeat 
the answer that they had already said. And I was yeah. like, hmm, okay, well, they were a lot more loose in the pre-interview, just t- talking yeah. about yeah, all yeah, these yeah, things. Yeah. And then here, I was like, maybe they're just nervous or something. Okay, I get it. People get nervous. Yeah. But then they sent me the script and it was verbatim, every single word that was said. Wow. Yeah. So I, I think they had a teleprompter. Yeah, yeah. I think like, because I've done quite a bit of interviews with like industry people in Japan and like yeah. a lot of them are like, okay, send me your list of questions beforehand. We will yeah. approve all the questions. We will write up like a very basic thing. And I'm like, okay, yeah. that's fine. But I've done enough now where I'm just like, okay, we'll follow your script. But I'm going to add extra questions. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you won't be prepared for them. And so I can really catch you out on what you actually feel. And yeah. for the most part, they're okay with it yeah, when it yeah. actually happens. But I think if you tell them beforehand, hey, by the way, I'm going to throw in some extra questions, they'll just freak out. Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. they'll be like, we're not prepared they're, for that. Their teams yeah. will say like- Yeah, their teams will be like, no, you can't do that. But yeah. when I do it on the day of the recording and I get a good answer and a good conversation flow right. going, then they're like, oh- Maybe it's okay. Yeah. yeah. Maybe it's yeah. actually, maybe it actually <laughs> makes for an interesting interview. Right. Yeah. They're not out to fuck me over. Yeah, maybe, yeah, exactly. Maybe they actually are just like genuinely interested in me and want a good interview. I wonder how many people have to be screwed over like in order for that to become the yeah, standard. Yeah, like how many right? bad interviews right. must have you have done right. yeah. for you to get to that point? Yeah. 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 But it does take a while to kind of build up that- Rapport. That rapport, rapport yeah. and yeah. That, that level of uh, respect or trust yeah. Yeah, with definitely. people. You know, and I've, I've seen that too. I, I'm, I have people that are a lot more comfortable with doing my interviews now than I think that they probably would have been a couple of years ago before yeah. I'd really, um, you know, I don't know if I want to call it proven myself, but like, I guess proven that I'm not going to purposely and maliciously try to like defame yeah. someone and ruin their right. career. Yeah. Right. You, you right. never right. really showcase even like, you know, what most people consider strange things. You never mm. really show it as like, whoa, look at this weird thing. You're just yeah. like, these are real people. Let's just see yeah. why real people do what they do. Yeah, well, yeah, if, yeah. if it is a strange thing, I, I like to talk with them about how it's yeah, a yeah, strange yeah, thing. Yeah, 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 exactly. And, and the thing is most people are absolutely willing to talk about how something that they do is strange. Yeah. Right. It's not like they are so like in a different world that they think everyone yeah. should do this. And if mm. they think it's weird, then fuck you. You know what I yeah. mean? Yeah. 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 But you've probably you've had people like that though, right? In the past, in which way? In in the in the sense of like them trying to prove a point and being like, "No, you're weird for thinking that this is weird." Kind of a thing. little bit, but it still it still seems a little playful. They're like, "Normies don't get this," you know. What <laughs> I mean? So so they they still I think recognize that, yeah. but yeah, definitely people are a little bit defensive. But I think it's mm. because they've been shown enough times that they. Like they, they almost, they feel like they have to be defensive because that means that someone doesn't respect them. And I think it's yeah. just yeah. a lot of like vying for respect of people. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Do you often find, like, do you, do you ever find people that it's, it's, it's a different field where you're just talking to someone casually, but when yeah. you're in like in an interview setting with cameras, you really have yeah. to like make them feel comfortable, like yeah. being themselves and talking. Yeah. Like, do you, did you find that a challenge with your interviews at all? Just getting people to be comfortable on camera as quick as possible? A little, I mean, yeah. And it, you, you bring up a good point. It, I, I do obviously have a limited time and I can't just spend the first like hour of the interview warming up. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I go out of my way to really connect with people. Um, you know, we, we have the pre-interview call, so there's a little bit of that dynamic where we're already laughing together and we already yeah. are on the same page. So there's yeah. that when they show up, but of course they're a little bit more tense, but I, you know, I'll meet the guests on the street. I'll walk them in. I'll bring them out to the back. We do our COVID tests and mm. we like <laughs> hang out. Uh, you know, like on this park bench that I have on my balcony and we just chit chat and mm. uh, I, I get to know them and I, you know, tell them a lot about myself. So mm-hmm. right. um, I think that there's, there's like a method to kind of warming people up to, so that they can see 
like that you're genuine and that yeah, you're yeah, not yeah, secretly going to be right. trying to get a one up on them. Yeah. We should have done that. <laughs> <laughs> I should have taken him out back. Damn, Anthony just turned up. We were like, all right, camera's on. Yeah. Right. Right, let's go. Come on, touch off. <laughs> <laughs> now we used to do something similar. We we called it like I don't know. If, I don't know if it was a strat, but the Denny strat. So we, we there was a Denny's outside of our office. And yeah, often out like invite them to like lunch beforehand. Yeah, to, like get to know them, have a casual conversation. But one issue we always found ourselves having was we'd get into a conversation and yeah. it would just be like shit. This is this is good material. This yeah. is good. I mean, it literally happened like the five minutes since yeah. Anthony sat down and we're like shit. Yeah. Let's let's just like not ask any questions yeah. because this is, this, this is like good material that we can go yeah. through now. Yeah, yeah, and and that's part of the challenge. Also, I mean, that's the, <laughs> the closer you get to someone, the more you start connecting with them, the more you start talking about things that are <laughs> then difficult to bring back up and have it feel like the first time you talked about yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. But that's what helps having my my questions already mm, yeah because we actually go away from those conversations for a little while and mm. then if we have a good conversation uh you know i'll write it down in my notes and i'll be like this is a good we need to bring this right. back up again yeah. right good idea. yeah smart yeah. we should take notes <laughs> we should definitely <laughs> take notes this right. isn't a podcast we're just we're literally just asking for advice now <laughs> it's like how do you do it you guys didn't have to get i could have just sent you a message <laughs> it's like where were where were the questions bro yeah no this is, this is great so we we're talking about before like how many people you have to like run the show now so yeah. like how, how many people are there behind the scenes and how many did you start off with yes so uh i started off with just two camera operators and it was just myself trying to figure out what the fuck i was doing mm. Right. Um, and then I, I slowly but surely had new people come on to help me. And now I have 10 employees on the wow. show. Jesus. And, uh, nice. you know, it's, it doesn't sound like that big of a number until you think about how much everyone needs to be paid. That's a lot. That's a lot. And it's, it's, um, there's a lot of moving parts. So, um, you know, from when I, st I started, I took, two years of community, community college and I started to take business administration classes. Right. Uh, I, I smosh started happening 2005 and I was like, oh, fuck college. But um, I realized that I've actually always been interested in kind of managing a team and a business. Mm -hmm. And yeah. I, think it, I think it's a lot of fun, you mm -hmm. know, teaching. So, and especially once you could teach, like I have a head of post, the main editor, and I get to teach him all the things and we get on the same page. And then there's four people that work, um, I guess below him is how people would say it, but yeah. th that work with him. And so I get to communicate with one person. He communicates with four. Mm -hmm. So, uh, I just really enjoy the dynamic of a whole team working together and have it, having it yeah. feel like a, yeah. a well-oiled machine. Cause, yeah. cause, cause I was going to ask like, uh, how many people did you have at most when you were at Smosh? Like working. Oh my God. Like well, how many employees did you have then? Uh, it's, it's kind of hard to say because defy owned Smosh. Right. And, they, I think, had 30 people working with Jeez. Smosh and all the side channels and right, the live right. events and the live, yeah, all the, there's so many elements there that right. I guess 30 yeah. was the, the magic number. I, 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 I don't even think I met some of the people that were <laughs> there. Like there somewhere. It was, it was a weird team situation where we all never really got to know each other fully. Obviously, you know. We're YouTubers. You see that lovely one out of 10 system, which is the most depressing system on earth. Yeah. And it's very black or it's mirror. it's the best system in the yeah. world. Yeah. Yeah. One out of 10. Our, our viewers have heard us complain about it like a million <laughs> times. But yeah. I imagine when you have 10 employees that yeah. suddenly if you're getting a 10 out of 10 or then maybe you get a nine out of 10, it starts to get a lot scarier, right? When you're yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a lot more weight. 
Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I mean, how do you deal with that? It's like a, is you deal with it like as a team, or are you like, guys, leave me alone? I'm gonna cry my. Ass. <laughs> <laughs> I, th- there's still a part of me that is affected by it. I can't say that yeah. there's not. Yeah. Um. It's and it's not even like an outward thing of like, oh shit, dude, what am I gonna do? But even if I just carry on with my day, there's like a, a part of me where like my energy feels a little bit like something no, was pulled definitely. out from me yeah, a little bit. Right. Even if I'm not thinking about it, it must yeah. be some suppressed shit. Uh, <laughs> and, then, and then when there is like a one out of 10, I'm a little, little I, my posture is a little better. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I, I've been really working on reminding myself that like uh, a bad video now was actually a good video for me. Like, uh, in true. terms that, of performance, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah when yeah, when, yeah, when yeah. I first started, um, you know, what I would now consider like probably a lower performing video was a was a good performing, video. and we still have sponsors, and I yeah. I still I try to look at what my actual progress has been for the show. It's not right. just mm-hmm. views. That is, it's it's so easy to think views are a measure of progress because mm-hmm. they are. The, it's the biggest number when you go on YouTube. It's attached yeah. to yeah. every single thumbnail. In fact, many people decide if they're going to click on something based on how high that number is. Yeah. Yeah, you yeah, see yeah. one video and it has um, you know 10,000 views. Someone is much less likely than to click that same video with 10 million views yeah, because there's yeah. that curiosity aspect of, Wait, why? Was why? This why? So many people are watching this. Yeah, it's got to yeah. be something. Right. <laughs> yeah, right? If, if there is a YouTube video under thirty seconds that has over a million views, <laughs> yes, you know, you, you know, you're gonna click yeah. it. You know, it's oh, yeah. always a and fucking banger, gonna, and that shit's gonna be delivered to you with so quickly. Thirty seconds. <laughs> yeah. That's it. Thirty seconds. I have a banger. I'm fine with that. Uh, but. You know, that is not my only measure of where I'm going with this. Mm, you yeah, know, yeah, part yeah. of it is also like the, the I, I want to grow respect and have people yeah. uh, trust that mm. I will treat them with respect on the show. Yeah. So yeah. I'm having uh, people have, with huge names, people uh, have started to reach out to me and say like, oh, I'd love to be on the show sometime. Mm, yeah. And that's something that I never had before. So regardless mm. of where my, my numbers go, I have people that I really respect reaching out to me and wanting to talk with me and like have that experience of being on the show. And that is right, something right. that is so cool. And I could clearly see kind of, that's my metric. Yeah. 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 I mean, was that, so the whole YouTube system and giving a shit about analytics, was that something that I suppose at Smosh and under Defy Media that you never concerned yourself with? I didn't really, because we were just on a salary. Right, right. So right. I was I, like, these numbers don't affect me. Yeah. I yeah. yeah. came in there like Anthony, man, it's not doing too hot. Yeah. I'm like, I'm like, oh, man, well, it looks like <laughs> I have two more years. Uh, you know? <laughs> yeah, so it Jeez. must've been like you were under Smosh then under Defy Media, and then now you're separate. So there's probably that yeah. big gap where you didn't really take notice of what was really yeah. happening on yeah. YouTube yeah. much. Wow, that's interesting. So now I had to start learning all this. Yeah, 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 yeah. When, when did you kind of tune out of like giving a fuck about what was happening on YouTube or like kind of not paying as much attention and just doing it? Uh, like, you mean like when work. I was Defy? Yeah, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I'd say it was probably around 24. 14 or 2015 probably to 2017 when I eventually left and decided to do my own thing. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Um, I think it was the two years that I was unhappy with where things were going and the mm-hmm. way that the company was being ran and the decisions that were being made and how I was being left in the dark about a lot of decisions that yeah. were uh, really important that were being made. Right. And um, it was around then that I started to just kind of tune out from YouTube in general. You know, yeah. I would right. still put 
a lot of my heart into making the things that I was making at that time. Mm, but yeah. there was still this part of me that was just getting detached from it. And that's yeah. when I kind of stopped caring about browsing YouTube and yeah. being mm. part of the community as much. Yeah. Just when you thought you were out, you got dragged around. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I almost made it out of the rat race. So yeah. do, do you think like not caring about it gave you more or less freedom than you do now? Because now you have to really, you do have to care about the algorithm. Every YouTuber has to care about the algorithm, yeah. unfortunately. I think it's kind of about caring about the right things and by the right things, you know, it's not to say there's a wrong thing to care about, but like yeah. the, the figuring out what is meaningful for you and then caring about those things. It's, right, right. It's so easy to start caring about the things that seem like they matter most, like, you know, just straight up view count. Yeah. Um, you know, but then you could drill in, you could read the comments and see mm -hmm. how much of an impact a certain thing made. Mm. Yeah. Um, and you know, you could realize that that is more important. So to, you have to define the things that matter most to you before you just start caring about everything. Mm, yeah, 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 yeah. Damn. So like you, you mentioned something earlier, just off the cuff, but you were just yeah. like, yeah, so I quit college in 2005 because <laughs> Smosh was a thing? Yeah. What? Yeah. So, so you quit college in 2005 to do YouTube? Yeah. Wow, yeah. that's super. Well, okay. Super. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's really <laughs> You like foresaw that shit. Yeah. I made one Pokemon dump. <laughs> I'm quitting. Basically. <laughs> I said it a little wrong. So I went, I went to two full semesters. So I think it was technically two 2006 right. and I was signing up for classes and I was thinking about the amount of time because the classes obviously get harder the further mm -hmm. along you get with your um, with your degree yeah because um, they start dialing out to the actual difficult things <laughs> and I was like okay I could be doing all these extremely difficult things for this yeah or um, you know, which is now taking my time away from this other thing that is now starting to build that this is a once in a lifetime opportunity mm, yeah. to, um, I felt like I was almost like the master of my own fate with this world. Well, right. I felt like, uh, getting a college degree while obviously super helpful for most people. I, I felt like this is something I can always come back to. Right. Yeah. And also this kind of puts me in a position where I'm kind of like following a system that other people have put in place for me. I felt like I was yeah. making up my own yeah. rules. Yeah, on yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. so, yeah. so did you like foresee the fucking ecosystem YouTube would become or you're just like, no, <laughs> no. Yeah, I'm like, ah, I see it all. Well, you were confident to be like, why can't you know? Like, no. Did, did you just have this like, cause obviously how many videos or like how, where were you at at that point when you decided to yeah. quit college? Yeah. Like, what, yeah. what kind I, of stage was it at? I think we had, <laughs> How many? <laughs> I think we had six videos out. Yeah. What the oh fuck? My God. Oh my yeah. God. Would you ever recommend to a YouTuber with six videos? No. <laughs> Never do what I do. Never do what I do. Unless your parents are very well off and they're totally fine with you not doing garlic. How they want to help you. How many subs did you have when you quit? <sighs> the subs were not a thing. They were called followers. And wow. <laughs> <laughs> they were not a thing but the the reason that i felt confident is because this outside company that was competing yeah. with youtube called mm. it does not exist anymore yeah they reached out to us and they were like uh they gave us this this contract that was in hindsight very shitty but we were college kids who were still living under our parents roof yeah. and we were yeah. like you know what this makes sense we can fund these things that we love doing like yeah. we just had the best time hanging yeah. out and just laughing our ass off creating things yeah. and like yeah 
A college kids, that's what the college kids really want to do most of the time. <laughs> not, not the homework. Man, you get one paycheck, you're like, I am set for life. So, Mother, I have a career now. <laughs> so so we signed a two-year contract with this right. outside company. Yeah. Uh they they offered us thirty six hundred bucks to split between us. For two years. For for, for two years. Each no no, each month. Okay. Each okay. Month. Oh, okay. 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 I know, I know, I know. It was it sounded worse. It, it's still okay. not great though. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so we each got eighteen hundred bucks, and we each also invested our own money yeah, from yeah, that yeah, yeah, into yeah. the videos themselves. And they also gave us a little bonus at the beginning. So I got to like, I had this piece of shit car. So I and like I couldn't do anything because every time I got my car, it was like not work. Anyway, so I bought a new car, and I was like, you know what? This like we have a two year contract here. Yeah. We're pretty safe. I could come back to do these classes if I. If I yeah, really okay, that to. makes way more sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like one of the one of the first deals where a company was like trying to compete with YouTube and take an audience away. And uh, part of the contract was uh, you. This video has to be exclusive to us for two weeks, oh. and after the two week period, uh, you can release it to YouTube, but it right. has to have a brought to you. Tag on the front and right, at right. the end, and a watermark on it. Oh, so, so we like generous that they even let you do that. It, yeah. it, it was, but yeah. their their whole uh, strategy for marketing was that they were trying to steal the audience from YouTube. Right, yeah, right. yeah, yeah. Uh, mm. So the only way for them to get an audience on their platform was to right let people it. know. Yeah. But unfortunately, they didn't have anything to offer. Yeah, uh, that was out. That was bigger than the scope of what YouTube had to offer. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I don't need to get into the league behind it but eventually yeah. we were able to get out of that contract because they promised us a certain wow I, sh- I don't know if I should have said that company name <laughs> <laughs> you want to bleep it out you want to bleep yeah. it we can bleep right. it out okay. 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 Move, move on bleep it out okay. okay yes thank you bleep out the company name uh, so now, now I feel more <laughs> now I feel comfortable <laughs> saying everything um, so they promised a certain amount of marketing value and they, they right. translated that to a certain amount of views. It was like huh. some odd millions of views. Right. They were promising to bring to our videos on our channel, on their platform. Okay. They did not live up to that. And uh, when we started getting on them about that, we found out, I'm wondering how much I should say. <laughs> this is how many years ago now? Jesus, 16 years ago. Jesus. Uh, maybe it's okay. I think that they're, everyone there is probably um, in a different, I don't know, buried underground. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Uh, so they, <laughs> they, they, what I realized they started doing to, yeah. to fulfill their end of the bargain oh, no. was, um, well, first I noticed that we, Oh, we had a million new views on our video on this oh, channel this no. day. <laughs> okay. So this, this website where our view, videos usually get 5,000 views are now getting a million 5,000 views. Right. <laughs> There's something up here. So, <laughs> oh, so, so I go, I go into the comments and, uh, I get, um, who fuck smosh, but what is this bullshit? I'm trying yeah. to look at my MP3s and this is, uh, why is this plan? I, I find out that they also own this other website and they yeah. have a little hidden iframe. Uh, that's like auto playing our videos in the background oh. of this other website. Oh shit! So they'd go, no they'd go way. to this website and then they'd hear the audio of our videos while they're trying to fucking browse this other website, <laughs> and it would count as a view. Oh my god! So eventually, we were able to get out of the contract. We were like, "This is not very cool. It's actually giving us a bad reputation because people think that yeah. we yeah. are yeah. doing yeah. this." Yeah. yeah. And then eventually, we were able to get out of that, and it was at that time that uh, both. 
Oh my God! MySpace was trying to <laughs> launch launch a video platform. I'm not sure if kids today know what a MySpace no, is. No, no, yeah. it's 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 your space. Yeah. 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 Uh, so they were trying to launch a video platform, and they came to us with a, with an offer. And then oh YouTube uh, was like, "Hey, we're gonna there's this program where you can make uh, money on your videos on our platform no that never had any ads before. Would you like to be?" one of the first 10 channels to no ever make any money on here. Jeez. We'll give you a guarantee. And even though their guarantee was lower than MySpace, thank everything in the world. We said, uh, yeah, we'll stick with YouTube. Yeah. yeah, yeah and yeah. that's kind of where everything started. That was early 2007. That's yeah. when we, was that just like, were you just, just guessing or did you genuinely feel like, I think YouTube's going to be the king. There was this, Feeling. Also, we had a video on there, a Pokemon theme song, lip sync video. It's like the Godfather. You're like, yeah. you, know, you, you know, you go on like the IMDb, uh, the, the IMDb page of like YouTube videos. And yeah. that's like at the top, top 100 YouTube Now that it would be if it there wasn't IMDb for like in our brains. So that video, I think had something like 25 million views. Jesus Christ. And it, it was easy to see that the the market, the uh, the viewership was on YouTube and they yeah. had just been purchased by Google for, you know, way too cheap. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and uh, which is still billions of dollars. Um, yeah. And I felt really good about Google. I felt good about where they're going. Even though I met Tom from MySpace, you know, yeah. myself, I was like, mm, Google. Wait, you met the creator of MySpace? <laughs> yeah, yeah, briefly. <laughs> what was he like? Uh, he was just a dude. I mean, I don't know. A dude wearing a nice jacket. Did he do the, this thing? <laughs> he did not. I feel like everything within him was like, I, I can't do that. I can't even give a thumbs up or a smile. No, <laughs> no. Nah, nah, he was he was a good guy. Did, I, did, I think he, he, add, does. did he add you in MySpace? Um, was it, were uh, you we in, were already friends, bro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but was he in your top eight friends? That's uh, the real question. He became part of my top eight after I thought I might have a deal with him. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> my top eight business I'm like, shit, if he goes to my page, he's going to know I <laughs> oh shit! Um, I think he does photography now, and he's a good photographer. But anyway, yeah. um, so I I went with YouTube. We went with YouTube. Ian and yeah. I made the decision to go with YouTube there, and obviously it was the right choice. Yeah, yeah it yeah. just felt right. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Crazy, so you were getting paid even before there was even like an economy on YouTube. Yeah, yeah. And you know the like fun, the funny part is that the all they were was the lower third ad, the little tiny thing that pops up at like fifteen yeah. twenty seconds. Yeah. And even then, you know, we were afraid of the backlash that we might get for that. That's so funny. So, uh, so yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. We, we enabled it on our older videos. And yeah. then the newest video, we'd wait till like our audience, bigger audience came in and, and, yeah. and left yeah. so that we wouldn't get flack for it. No and way. even on our older videos, people were like, whoa, you fucking sell out. <laughs> It's an ad where you go, your mouse, everyone, no one's on mobile. You're on your computer. Yeah. All you have to do is move your mouse and click the X and people are like, fuck this. There's one extra step I have to do. Now people watch videos and there's a minute and a half unskippable yeah. ads six yeah, times yeah, yeah. in a video. And like whenever YouTube gets sponsored, they're like, yes, King, yeah, make that yeah, money. Yeah, 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 but no. Did you get like backlash when you had your first sponsor? Cause I, I, feel, I feel like YouTube Every ads YouTube are one thing. Did, yeah. oh, oh, you mean Smoothie King? Is that what oh, it was? Is that your first sponsor? It's called Smoothie King. Right. It was this like, I don't know if they're independent or if they're uh, like a chain, but they're right. a smoothie place in like Austin, Texas, or I Fuck forget. Austin. Somewhere no in way. Texas. I don't know. And uh, yeah, we just had to make a little video there and put it on. We didn't even put it on our main channels, our second channel. I, yeah. They paid us like a couple thousand or something. Yeah. And it was it was like, you know, what, that was, what was that the was reception to that though? 
um, what the fuck is is this? <laughs> <laughs> but uh, YouTube seems so wild. It, like, yeah, it, yeah. it was it, there was there were absolutely no rules. Yeah. And I remember when I first started, I would actually uh, go out of my way to break rules to show YouTube that this rule could be broken. Yeah. I'm just a bad boy. Uh, <laughs> like what? And, like what? Like and what? Um, one thing that I realized is that there was this channel that. Um, I can't remember what the name of it was. In fact, it's probably better that I don't say that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they, they had videos that would just pop off, but they'd have like 12 comments. And I was like, this, this math doesn't add up. Yeah, and of yeah, course, yeah. as an 18 year old kid, I was like, I must get down to the bottom of yeah. this. It's my duty. <laughs> uh, Internet detective mode. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. So I did a test on our MySpace and um, it was it was kind of what I learned from that other company doing the hidden iframe thing. Mm. So I realized on on MySpace oh. you can hide an iframe as well, right? Which is ridiculous to think that anyone could have any page load in the background. Yeah. So I hit it on our page, and um, I realized that that worked. So I right. said, "YouTube, um, fix this." I don't know. Right. I don't know if they if it was even me saying it, but also a big thing was that that channel was also having uh, hundreds of thousands of new subscribers. I think it was right when they announced subscribing. Right. Yeah, huh. yeah. And uh, I was like, how is this channel that gets so little comments having so many views and subscribers? Mm. So I also hid an iframe on our channel that are on our MySpace that auto subscribed people to our channel. And after like a day, I was like, yeah, this is gross. I'm yeah, not going to yeah, have this yeah, on yeah. here. So I removed it. We got like a hundred, 200 new subscribers. I felt gross about it. Yeah. Uh, and I think in, in, you know, in order to repent for my sins, I went to YouTube and I was like, this um, is a way that people are cheating the system. Yeah, 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 yeah. So then YouTube, like within the next couple of days added a, on the subscribe page, they had a little button that said, are you sure you want to subscribe? Was that, was that back when you could actually talk to YouTube? And yeah. Yes. And yeah. especially if you had a big audience on YouTube, you had, it was like concierge service. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Just kind of get shit done? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I went, yeah. We went and hung out in, um, I don't know, I don't remember, San, I don't know, San Bruno, San Jose, some, no. some, some San... San, well, near, San, near San yeah. Francisco yeah. and um, you know hung out with people there that worked there wow. and wow. Chad Hurley Steve Chen the creators no of YouTube damn and, dude um, just don't have enough subscribers yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. think just of the good so. old days right yeah. it, was, it was so rare though for people to have an audience because most people that uploaded videos to one YouTube viral clips and stuff. Were, yeah. were one off viral clips mm. so it was very rare for people to have audiences and have recurring you know, videos of a specific channel. So I think that they really treated everyone back then as like their gems that yeah, were like yeah. keeping the channel or like oh, making yeah, you yeah, yeah. something bigger. Cause I remember back in the day, it was just like, you would go on like the most viewed, you go on yeah. like the most viewed of all time. And yeah. like, obviously the Pokemon lip sync was there. You have like <laughs> yeah. evolution of dance, Dude, yeah. fucking Charlie bit classics, my finger, classics, you know, the, the, classics. the classics, you know, the classics. Yeah, because yeah, I, I always forget at one point you were the most subscribed channel. Yeah, on the planet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Two separate times. Two separate times, yeah. yeah. It was like a three month period and a eight month period or something, I forget. How was that? Like how? How was it at that at one point you were at the top? It was it was really cool. Was um, there pressure though? I bet there was all there was definitely pressure, yeah. and it it um it filtered the way that I looked at everything that I did. Yeah, right. um, for better or worse, there yeah. was there was the good of like, ooh, everything that I make has some kind of value. I should put a lot of my time and energy in this because I know a lot of people are going to see mm -hmm. it. And yeah, it yeah, yeah. Really pushed me to constantly be pushing myself outside my boundary or out of my comfort zone right. because I knew that it would 
you know, not literally pay off, but it would pay off in the sense that a lot of people would see it and potentially yeah. be able to enjoy it. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah. then on the opposite side of that, there was a lot of getting in my own head about um, the pressure and how I have to live up to this. And then you're right. also always seeing comments of people saying like, how is this, whatever. And it's a lot of um, filtering it out to be like, it doesn't matter that some people don't like this. It's not for them, mm. but it, it would get in my head of like, oh, I need to, I need to be better. And it was a lot of like this, this pressure. Mm. You were mentioning earlier about how obviously when you started, you got the a deal from a company. Yeah. I imagine when it was starting to ramp up and get to like number one, most subscribed, you're probably getting offered all sorts of weird and predatory stuff and just probably just the most stressful company <laughs> meetings ever. Yeah. Dude, we had, <laughs> we had someone show up to my house. It was, I was living with my mom, obviously like oh. in just like our small little tiny house outside yeah. of yeah. Sacramento, California. And there was this predatory, I, I, I don't want to call him predatory, but yeah. this, this guy yeah. came up in a business suit and he's like, oh, knocked on the door. <laughs> my mom was like, there's someone outside. To oh see oh no. So Ian and I walk out and we're like, uh, what is up? And he's like, oh, um, I got your address because I saw that you just registered for a business and it was marked under this address. So I figured I would just show up and tell you a few things about like what you could be doing, what the how you could be monetizing <laughs> this. And I was like, uh, I was 18, so I didn't know. And it was my That's first time yeah, with yeah, like yeah. any kind of um, fame or, yeah, 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 or yeah, yeah. I didn't know that this was a fucked up thing to do. Yeah. So I entertained it. And <laughs> come uh, on inside. Yeah, Would you like some okay. tea? I, I drew the line there. I did not invite him inside. There was no invitations inside. Yeah. Um, but he luckily he was a vampire and he could not enter without me. Uh, <laughs> uh, no. So he he was like, okay. So your Pokemon theme song music video. <laughs> like it's this epic cinema piece of piece of cinematic work uh and he was like it has three million views so think about it this way i could get you sponsored by coca-cola oh my god and if if you get a thousand dollars per million that's three thousand dollars in your pocket like that and i was like first of all do you actually know you have any contacts with Coca-Cola? <laughs> <laughs> and he just starts listing all, and I realized immediately that he was full of shit. Yeah. Yeah. He, was, he was trying to make some kind of a connection. And he was like, but like then McDonald's. And I was like, dude. So he clearly didn't know what he was talking about. Luckily, uh, he only showed up one other time after that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> one other, only one other <laughs> one time. time. Just one other time. I was like, mom, when that guy shows up again, you just ignore that man. <laughs> <laughs> the bad man in the zoo, leave oh him. Oh my yeah. God. Um, but luckily we were... Uh, I mean, we were not very smart, but we were smart enough to know that that did not feel right. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. right. Yeah, because yeah. yeah. uh, we were talking to like Sean Jack Jacksepticeye like a few weeks ago and yeah. how back in like the early days of YouTube, there was just no boundaries between fans yeah. and like the creator. So fans would literally show up at his house. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Did that happen to you a lot? Oh, absolutely. Oh, yeah, God. yeah. So uh, Ian and I ended up renting this place together. Um, he and I, and we had another roommate with us too. And um we lived there for, I think, four years, and that's when our videos were really, really, really starting to become popular, like right. 2009 to 2011-ish. Right. And there so many ridiculous <laughs> stories of, like, mobs of people. What? Like, I'm trying to edit in my editing room, and, and there's, like, I just hear, like, people running around the house and, like, laughing and, like, looking through our trash. What the fuck? It was, what? people did, did have, not know boundaries. How and did it was they find difficult. out where you live? 
because we were really stupid. Oh. <laughs> so like all blame is on us. But right. we would just shoot outside of our house. Yeah. Our, house <laughs> our say, address yeah. would be in yeah. it. Our cross streets. Oh, no. Cross streets of like they knew exactly how to find us. Oh. And we, uh, because we, this was also during the time where you were doing the mail unboxings on the same Yeah, time, yeah. Right? So mm-hmm. I bet like that also came into it as well, right? Yeah. yeah. I remember like, you know, Back, uh, back, way back when I used to watch this mail inbox. Yeah. Oh yeah, those are my favorites. Yeah. Dude, dude. I love those. those are so wild. I, I, I think at that time it was something so unique because obviously you know you know big massive celebrities would mm. be getting this yeah. kind of stuff, but I think it was the first time that like a normal person could just watch somebody receive all sorts of weird shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It was just like this is so weird. Yeah. It, it, it really did show you the scope of like how strange yeah. Yeah. The, the common person can be with the items that they choose yeah. to send yeah. you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And the drawings that they choose to draw. Yeah. That must have been weird. Oh, like, yeah, like, yeah. Well, what like, was some like the weirdest stuff you ever I, got? Sent? I have some very good go-tos for that. Don't you worry. Okay. We got, <laughs> yes. We got, uh, yes. We got we got Ziploc bag of dead bees. <laughs> <laughs> what? I want to know how did they collect those? They bees? might not have been bees. Maybe they look like bees. <laughs> I did insects. not examine enough to know <laughs> for sure. We have uh, a slightly smaller. We have a slightly smaller, thinner bag of nail clippings. Oh, yeah, yeah. Everyone, didn't you receive shit as well at one point? Um, we received stuff that smelled like shit that we never ventured into. <laughs> right. no. You didn't play with it? We, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, t- I felt the texture. Yeah. It's like, this is definitely like, gave, gave a little smell. elephant <laughs> shit. Um, this is definitely human shit. <laughs> um, we definitely had uh, boxes, and we received so many boxes that we would sometimes just throw in our garage, and they would sit in the humidity and yep, the heat, yep. and right. it would be months before we'd get to it. And people thought it was so funny that they would send us uh, sandwiches and these sandwiches would just rot and hold oh and oh, because of like the food fight stuff. I, I don't, I don't know if why, yeah. but it became a thing. And the bags, the Ziploc bags, would you know inflate with the gases from these things, oh. and they would pop. And then the scent would just permeate throughout our entire house. Oh god! Uh, yeah, you'd, you'd throw away the boxes once they were kind of um, you could see like patches, kind yeah. of sopping wet yeah. or yeah. oily yeah. or greasy. Um, but that quickly was like. It's probably about time to stop uh, receiving the mail. Yeah. Like it was fun. It was a great time period. <laughs> so how long did you guys do that for? I think we did it for like three or four years. Oh my God. Yeah, Which yeah. Was, and by the end, it was fun. years of stuff just built. <laughs> yeah, up towards and towers of mail. Oh my God. Mm. Yeah. But I guess every now and then you probably get something really fucking cool. That you're like, yeah, this yeah. Is sick. This we yeah, received yeah. some really cool shit. Oh man, lots of lots of used video games, and then I would just take them all to GameStop, and I'd be like. Use video games, <laughs> and then they'd be like a hundred dollars credit. I was like, two games I actually want. <laughs> That's so big. Not not about. like the the eight copies of of the of do, the Nintendo Dogs ripoffs of like oh puppies and like all these weird like ponies and cats with a Z. <laughs> so many weird games that I would never be interested in yeah, playing. I was like, I junk. can convert these into games I want to play. <laughs> Yeah. Just, just giving junk? Yeah. Just trying to get rid of it? Yeah. Yeah. Well, we we were given um, a, lo- <coughs> a lot of stuff that we were given were um, just like s- people are looking for things to send. Yeah, right, yeah, right. yeah I because, want to send you something. Yeah, and they didn't yeah. want to spend money on just sending because they didn't even know if we would see it. Right. There was no guarantee. We didn't even know if we would see it. In fact, yeah. some of the things I hope, you know, it's probably better off we didn't see half of the things that we did see. <laughs> um, but people would send us just old stuff that they wanted to throw yeah. away. 
Yeah, because started a garage sale or something, yeah. right? It was like yeah. old shirts that had not been washed in years and had oh. holes in them. Oh. Yeah, because it was, to them, it was probably just like, yo, that's my shirt yes. in the video. Yeah, yeah. 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 You know. So then we had to start being really selective about the things that we showed. We mm. had to stop showing the Weird shit, shit yeah, stuff, yeah. the yeah. dead stuff. The body, human body, <laughs> the human body, <laughs> the, the, the anything that came from a human body was no longer making it in the videos. Yeah. At a certain point. Yeah. We uh, realized that we were encouraging it. And then we also accidentally encouraged people to send us money because we had one video where someone, um, a few people sent us like $1 bills. So he's like, right. Oh, we got 10 bucks. And like, it was kind of a joke. And then, uh, then we had to make a, Oh, we got a hundred bucks. And then it was like, we need to stop showing money altogether. Yeah. And we realized that anything that we showed was a direct call for people to send us uh, more of it. Right. right. So eventually we had to stop showing the weird stuff or the really grandiose stuff. Cause <clears throat> we didn't feel comfortable with either. Right. Yeah. Actually, yeah. Someone might feel bad if you show off like something really amazing and they're like, yeah. Oh, and I guess show sh- sh- from like Mexico <laughs> sent me this like shitty little key. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and a lot of people were sending really sentimental, right. Right, uh, right. Handwritten things that we could never actually, like if I wanted to read every one of those and I really wish I could, cause they were, they were so heartfelt. Like mm. it would have been a full-time job to do that instead yeah. of anything else. Yeah. Yeah, which so, is a great problem to have. Yeah. <laughs> I'm interrupting this episode of Trash Taste to give you an important announcement. This Trash Taste episode is sponsored by Boxu. Anyone who watches Trash Taste will know that we are big fans of Boxu. If you haven't heard of it yet, Boxu is a monthly subscription snack box service that delivers premium Japanese snacks and tea pairings straight from Japan to your door. The first Boxu you will receive is called Seasons of Japan. Following the Seasons of Japan, you will receive a new monthly themed box every single month, like this one. And this one's theme is. Oh, Onsen Vacation. You know me and the boys are always talking about our onsen vacations. And this theme, you can get snacks from places that are famous for their onsens. Each boxu is packed with snacks, and it comes with a cultural booklet that tells you all about the theme, where the snacks come from, details on all the flavors, and it even teaches you a few Japanese words and phrases. Baka. Now, I would like to try Oh, yes. Osenbe. It's a rice cracker snack, and I love these. Mm. So if you want to try some rare Japanese snacks and support Japanese family businesses and support our channel, make sure to go and order a box food by smashing that link in the description down below. And don't forget to use coupon code TRASHTASTE15 to get $15 off your very first box food order. Back to the episode. So you mentioned like, you know, you were one like pretty much one of the first creators to get paid for doing what you do on YouTube. When did you start to realize, oh, this is this is like serious now. This is like going to get big. I mean, it depends. Like, there were so many different uh, levels of big. Like, at that point, I already felt like it was a big thing. Right, right. When we, because mm. I was like, we're one of the first people to get mm. paid on this platform that I foresee as having longevity. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but in terms of like, was, I, don't, I don't know. There was, it was a little what, bit dicey, though. So that was 2007. And yeah. then four years later, I didn't really know what the fate of YouTube was going to be. Yeah, and and right. we had an offer from a company, which ultimately, um, you know, their name ended up being Defy. Right. And they right. offered us then to buy our company for stock. It's a totally great idea. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, you've talked about this a lot in your video. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. 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 Um, obviously didn't end up uh, being worth anything. So how did they pitch it to you in a way that you both were like, yeah, this is a fucking great idea. Let's do it. Like, well, how did that like happen? Yeah, you know, and, and it is a complicated uh, I process that, yeah. too yeah, because yeah, yeah. because you know, uh, 
the like the state of YouTube in 2011, it felt really like we didn't know where it was going. Was that mm. before or after the Google Plus thing they tried to shove in? Google Plus. No, that the, was mm. 20. That was when I first started. So that was like 2014. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that was, that was oh, ages. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah that, that yeah. was felt like everyone was. That like, was shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was shit. Google Plus is when Google tried to do Facebook and. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was, it was so just a shit show. And then a year. I think I think it lasted like a year. And they cut it. Maybe. And then they were like, no, we get rid of it. I get it. The YouTube has been constantly, especially in its earlier days, it did seem like it was like, what the fuck is it? It felt very fragile for a while. Right. Yeah. So so they presented it to us as, um, you know, we're going to take all the website, smosh.com stuff off your plate because I was doing all of that myself. Mm -hmm. Uh, Because, you know, I was actually, (laughs) I actually made money before we started getting paid on YouTube by designing websites for people. Right. Right. Um, And that's how I was able to fund a lot of things. And, you know, side tangent, the, our videos actually started getting, we made like two lip sync videos before the Pokemon theme. It works, it works, baby. Keep, keep coming. Do a little test run. <laughs> before, before we found out about YouTube and um, I, I hosted it on my own website. Yeah. And yeah. there was, because there was no website like YouTube to host yeah. it on. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. And uh, I created a little thing. It was like, it, Again, it was an iframe, a copy, you copy paste there. And when you mm. paste that to your page, it had instructions and everything. When you copy paste it to your MySpace page, it put the video there. And then it also had instructions to copy and paste for someone else. Like that was how I yeah. designed this, like, uh, like a copy paste viral kind of thing. All right. And, uh, I didn't know how well that was doing with the two lip sync videos. It's so weird to say <laughs> that. Uh, that we did beforehand. Uh, but I did get the, the bill. I did see the bill and it was a couple hundred bucks, you know, and I didn't know how to convert that into how many views is this getting, but I knew it was getting a lot of views or else I wouldn't have to pay a couple hundred dollars for bandwidth on videos. Right. Right. Um, So you actually used to have to pay bandwidth before YouTube offered the service. So we found out about YouTube by me doing a search for one of the videos. I found that someone else had uploaded it to YouTube and I sent him a message I was like, hey, this video, thank you so much for uploading it here. Uh, we want to upload it ourselves. We, mm. Do you mind mm. removing it? And they said, yeah, absolutely. So we created our channel. Smosh was still five letters, still available. Yeah. Yep. And uh, that was the beginning of that. Damn. Uh, Shoot, and, I forgot where we were going. We were going with uh, why Defy. Was he it asked you about like, what? Why did Defy, like how did that all come How around? did they pitch yes. it to you? Okay, yeah. okay, yeah. Okay, I got off on a side tangent because I was talking about how I designed the website. Yeah. <laughs> Trash taste is all about tangents, don't worry. We always you write tangents. in, write in. Yeah. 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 Oh yeah, it's seamless. Um, so they came to us and they were like, we will take care of the website so you no longer have that stress to deal with because mm. every week the website was crashing and I was figuring out how to you know, keep it up. And I, they, they had this huge plan of all the things that they were capable of and how they had the infrastructure to right, allow right. us to do all of our dreams. So they yeah, asked yeah. us, what do you want to do with this company? If you could make this company anything, yeah. what would it be? And we had these huge lofty goals. They said, we got all of that on lock. We have the infrastructure. We have the investors. We oh, can make this happen. Right. Uh, and they offered us a certain amount of money in stock. Yeah. It sounded really good. More money than I thought that, you know, I would ever see in my life before yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. So I was like, that sounds great. Obviously this company is eventually going to go public. That's how they work. Right. Yeah. I did not know. <laughs> my lawyer did not tell me that that's not always the case. The people that we had surrounding yeah. us mm. that, um, were authority figures in some way to us on the situation did not break down the details of mm. how that doesn't always happen and how it's, that's actually a huge risk. Yeah. 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 Um, so they bought full ownership and they paid us, um, in, 
uh, yearly, you know, annual salaries. Right. And they had this structure set up where it was like this year, yeah, it's pretty shitty salary, but next year it's a, it's an okay salary, but by year four, you're going to love your salary. So did that happen? It, it did eventually okay, play okay. out that way. And I was, uh. I was uh, pretty comfortable with it. I was like, we are making a good uh, salary here. Like we, mm. what do we really mm. have to complain about? And I guess yeah. they're doing a lot of the, the stuff that you used to have to do and they're looking yeah. for things and managing yeah. it. But then also I imagine as a YouTuber, it's probably quite difficult to give that control. It was too, to because I, I did give that control away and everything was not how I would have done it. So yeah. right, right. I ended up working double time to teach them how to do the things, but then they were rehiring and the way that bigger companies work is it's like, mm. you're never just building a one-on-one relationship with someone who right. you're like, you yeah. teach them once and they know and they keep going with that thing. And mm. it's just a thing that happens now. It's like, yeah. no, you're reteaching and reteaching and reteaching right. until it's like, okay, let's abandon the website. Let's, ab-. and then it was like me abandoning a lot of the things that I, had a dream of growing because I was not able to keep that up and mm. also do the videos. Yeah, you know, I had right. to figure out where to put my time. Yeah. Was there a specific point when you kind of realized, damn, this is not what I envisioned at all. And I kind of want out like, was, was there a specific moment or was it just like a buildup of like a lot of things? It was primarily a buildup over a long period of time. It was about four years in uh, when I realized um, that things just weren't looking right. And I still had two years on the yeah. contract left. Right. And uh, I think one particular thing was like, they hired um, someone that I did not know that they were going to hire. And then all of a sudden I found out that they were now a full-time employee in this like really important position that right. meant something to me. And I was like, wait, I didn't realize that was yeah, what was yeah. going to happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And also there, there were times and I don't know how much I could say, but I'll see what I can do. Well, they, don't exist, <laughs> they don't exist anymore. Right? So, <laughs> true, technically. Uh, there was uh, a fundraiser that they, they put on. Oh. It was for a game. Yeah. And they had just seen the success of other people who had done fundraisers for games, Indiegogo, yeah, uh, GoFundMe right. type things. Yeah. And they raised like $250,000 for like these games, which were like mobile games, but you could play it on the computer. And it was like this really cool thing with all these inside jokes from the mm-hmm. community. Right. And they said, oh, that's cool. Guys, you do that. And then we were like, we don't have a concept for a game. They're like, ah, we'll figure it out later. You just, just, <laughs> oh, what, so just they, raise some money. They just made the fundraiser and then they, they were, afterwards they were like make the game and, and we said we need to have something to pitch to people we yeah. need and then yeah. they're like cool we'll just tell them the idea then because and then they're like you come up with the idea so i came up with the idea ian of course also we both came up with yeah. the idea and uh they were like uh cool you got the idea Let, let's let's do it and i was like we need to have concept art we oh, we need yeah. to like show a, a build of the game <laughs> we, we need to be able to show what we what we want to do with this thing and they're like ah oh, we don't have time okay we'll get concept art so all we were able to do was launch with this concept art wow oh my and goodness. uh launching a campaign asking people incentivizing your fans to give you money well that did not yeah. it did not feel right to me but i felt backed up into a corner mm. yeah and um you know, the, I think that's probably one of the things that I regret from my time there yeah. is feel allowing myself to feel backed up into a corner yeah. Yeah. Uh, to accept money from people that were excited about this thing being built. Of yeah. course, you know, we did accept money for that. And I did put all of my heart and soul into making it as good as it possibly could be. Mm. Still didn't live up to my expectations. And I feel like if yeah. it was done the right way, it would have. Mm. But the, ah, the moment that really stood out to me was there was some there was some shadiness about um, you know, obviously the way that they push to earn money for something because they saw dollar signs. Right, not right, because right. it was a good project. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, rather than it being like 
those types of things, if you're going to f- have your audience fund them, it should really be a passion project. Yeah, 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 yeah exactly. And I could have made it a passion project because I really was excited about it, but it was so forced and, and you know, mm. rushed. And then um, there was a, uh, some some shady stuff about like the way that they contributed to certain donations to make, to inflate certain uh, huh. The way that certain things looked, and that's really all I'll say about that. But it made yeah. me feel so weird about it. I was like, I need out as soon as possible. Yeah, right. right. I imagine when they were doing stuff like that, the confidence you had in the <clears throat> the company was probably a bit like, okay, if they're willing to do this stuff, yes. must not be going so great. And yeah. I realized that the way that they treated that was the same way that they were treating me and all the other people. Yeah, because a lot of people lost yeah. a lot of money, right? Yeah. I mean, it was like crazy. What was it? I, uh, a lot of people lost a lot of. Oh money. yeah, yeah. Eventually, look, like, luckily, I, 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 I wouldn't say I foresaw anything, but it didn't feel right, and I got out a year before they ended up closing down. Right. Yeah. Um, and another thing that that really was a turning point was, uh, I I had made a, a Facebook page, and it was I don't know I had like five hundred six hundred thousand um, followers or whatever you call yeah. it on Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> That's just like <laughs> subscribers, <laughs> friends, <laughs> friends, <laughs> friends, <laughs> yeah, uh, and. Uh, yeah, it was just, it was Smosh Anthony and they were like, oh, this has Smosh in the name. So this is, um, we're, we're going to run this for you. Okay. I was like, <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah, sure. And then I was like, Hey, you know, I was kind of trying to start to silently transition out. Mm, I think yeah, they kind of yeah. picked up on the gist cause we still were contractually obligated, yeah. but I was like, um, can I, can I get my, my Facebook back? They're like, no, it's ours. I was like, Oh, but I, I made that thing and you said that you just wanted to run it because you were going to help me post content on there. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it has smosh in the name. This is ours. <gasps> That's was, fucked up. I was like, um, jeez. Okay. And then I, I easily settled on that. I was like, oh, okay, okay. It's fine. It's just Facebook. Who cares? Yeah. Facebook. And then they were like, um, they're like, okay, hey, can we get uh, access to your, to your Twitter and Instagram? I was like, <laughs> no, no. <laughs> What and the then I, I immediately, I immediately changed the name from Smosh Anthony to Anthony Padilla. After they asked me for access to that. Yeah. In a way, it's kind of cool that they uh, kind of forced you into being like, you know what? Fuck this. I'm just going to go on my own. Like, yeah. I'm yeah. Fucking brand myself. It, it, it really, it really got me thinking like, could I, do could I yeah. do something on my own aside, like outside of this brand that yeah. I had created? Yeah. yeah. And it was really sad because I had made that brand, uh, when I was, was four, yeah, when yeah, I was yeah. 14 years old, yeah. I, I made that as like a little shitty website as like a forum for me and my, my uh, group of friends at school to, to go on and hang out with each other. It was really before social media. It was like we were either talking on AIM or yeah. we were going on this website. And uh, yeah, it was sad to kind of let that part of me, this like this baby that I had brought into this world yeah. kind of go. Yeah, mm. God, it must be nerve wracking trying to do something yourself though, right? Because like as a, as a YouTuber, like starting like, Ditching your channel, which has like millions and millions of subscribers, yeah. to start to start from the ground up again. Yeah, like I, I think like you are one of the first people I know, like first big creators, to really like branch off and try to do something themselves with a new channel, mm. right? And, 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 well. and it succeeded. And, 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 and like there yeah. wasn't a precedent set before that, really, that yeah. you could really succeed by doing something new, right? Right. I mean, well, Fred did it. Oh, oh yeah, that's Fred true. had another channel, <laughs> and then he did his thing. Well, you did a few movies. You did a few <laughs> movies yeah, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I did a movie. Yeah, how, how, was, how was how was doing a movie? I was doing a movie. Oh, <laughs> it, that was also another weird experience. But a, a, yeah. part, a part of me, because obviously, I mean, do you? 
<laughs> it's not a good movie. <laughs> I was just gonna <laughs> fuck it. I was trying to think of how to say it. It's not a good movie. But my it's, heart. It's, no, no. I put my heart and soul into that movie. It's wow, the best right movie. In front of him. Oh my god. I feel this like this is fucked up. <laughs> It's, it's a part of we like invite him onto the show. You invite me on here to talk shit about my pride and joy. Listen, I'm gonna. I want to talk to you. Did you actually? About did you actually watch that? Yeah, I loved it. Dear look, I Wait. love. I love it in a way. Of <laughs> you like, said you loved it. Yeah, it's it's a terrible. Movie. <laughs> it's so fucking. It's like bad. so bad that it's good. Yeah, it's but it's, so it's, fucking it's, bad. It's, it's, it's that amazing part of YouTube history where like everyone had to have a movie. Yeah. yeah, YouTube for some reason was like make them fucking movie. Yeah, pump them out. Fred had fucking John Cena in his. Yeah, movie. yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah. yeah. I completely was, forgot about that. A, it was just a fucking cool, weird time. Yeah, yeah. where people were making movies. Whereas, like, I, I mean, did you even want to make a movie? Was it like, what was that? Like, what was going on with that? Like, because I feel like there must have been so many people trying to put their fingers. Yeah, in it, trying to be like, no, no, it should be this. It should be this. No, yeah. no, no, fuck this. Yeah. Oh, we should get John Cena in it. Yeah, Why? I don't know it's John Cena. Yeah. Oh, we got someone called Steve Austin. Well, in oh, it. yeah. Could have yeah. got someone from the WWE. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, I was like, John Cena's not happening. <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna be Stone Cold Steve Austin. I, I, I'm. Yeah, I want to know about the movie. Like, what? What? What was all that? Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so we, I mean, yeah, a lot of people had movies going on and a lot of people were breathing down our necks saying, so when are you going to make a movie? Yeah, yeah. And we, we did kind of have this dream of eventually making the movie version mm. of a smart sketch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we, we had a lot of, uh, we, nothing concrete, but like, Ooh, what would the movie version yeah, of this yeah, look like? Yeah, yeah. Do we get, uh, if we get a million dollars, do we, uh, some, we had some of the dumbest ideas of like where the movie was all uh, smosh sketch, uh, budget, and then we had millions of dollars worth of money pumped into the final scene. <laughs> that was our initial idea. No, because I remember on the Smosh channel, I, this was way before the actual movie came out. Yeah. Mm. You guys released an April Fool's video yeah. called Smosh the Movie. Yeah, we did. And where it was, have you seen this video? I think I've watched this. This was like the first ever ago, like right? April Fool's like YouTube video that I saw, but oh. it was like the first five minutes was like the most <laughs> insane quality, like, oh my God, this looks like yeah, a movie. Yeah. And then the remaining hour and a half was you and Ian walking back home <laughs> with no cuts. Yeah, yeah. And I thought this is the greatest thing ever. Yeah. So then when I heard that you guys were actually making a movie, yeah. I was like, yeah. say psych. Yeah. <laughs> say psych. It's just another April Fool's I will say, right? For YouTuber movies, it was the, uh, what was the name of the one with the ghost? Uh, Ghostmates? Ghostmates. That was oh, probably one of the better, better YouTuber movies. It, it I will okay. say that one was, that one was That good. one we had a little uh, bit yeah. more freedom with. And uh, in a weird way though, we, we almost stripped out a lot of like what made Smosh Smosh. Yeah. With right. With that movie. So it felt weird. Cause it like, wasn't quite, um, you know, a good movie. And then it right. wasn't quite, uh, you know, bad YouTube movie, which is right. also entertaining for its I, own I, I think it's because you and Ian are, I think, naturally very good on, on camera. Like, yeah. compared to, mm. like, how some other people transition to the, the movies kind of thing. I think you and Ian did that a lot better. Well, I think it oh, definitely helped thanks. that you guys were already acting in your sketches. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 There's a lot of that going on. Acting. Yeah. Acting. <laughs> acting in your sketches. <laughs> I, I heard a lot about how uh, I should improve my acting uh, in the comments, but- um, Really? Oh yeah, because yeah. they're, they're gonna go into it. And they're gonna be like, "You're a YouTuber. You can't act." Yeah, so like, yeah. Even, yeah. If, even if you did an amazing job, people like would stay be in like, your lane. Yeah, yeah. 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 Be like, there's no, that expectation. Yeah, yeah. 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 But with the movies, you know, with the first one, it was a lot of, um, you know, we did have the stream to do it, but then other people, you know, it was at Defy. Mm. They they were like, um, 
we need to make this happen and we need to make it happen in four months. Uh, four months? Uh, four months. I, I, okay, I'm just throwing a random number. <laughs> uh, okay, I was about to but say. But it was too something, it was yeah, something yeah, yeah, too yeah. little. Not enough time. Yeah. It, it could have been six, it could have been eight, but I think yeah. it was somewhere probably around six months. Jesus. And we were like... Um, Actually, no, I remember it was after we got to a, a point in the script writing process that they said this needs to happen in this very short amount of time. We're like, we, right. we, we're not ready. We're, we were, we're still like f- fleshing this thing out. Yeah. yeah. And uh, it was a thing where we still wanted to make our videos on YouTube. We didn't want to give that up because we felt yeah. like we would have had to drop that in order to put all of our effort into making a, a movie. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. they were like, don't worry, we could hire this person. And they gave us a few options. They hired a person. The script was not anything like I would have wanted it to be. <laughs> right. It was a lot of like- Just a, that one on Fiverr. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We found a guy. Yeah, yeah. that was okay. <laughs> um, it was a lot of like, here's what someone who uh, isn't in the YouTube space thinks our videos and thinks YouTube is. Was there someone who like worked in like, you know, Hollywood, Hollywood movie? It, it was a, it was like like a Hollywood uh, script writer who, who did like TV series and I think some movies as well. Right. And he did do some funny stuff, but yeah. um, it was very much like an out of touch perspective. Oh, and yeah, and right. it was like, I mean, a lot of Smosh stuff was cringy in its own right, but yeah. I, like I was cringing at, yeah. at how out of touch these things were. Right. Like, I could not do these <laughs> things. There was this like area where like memes go to die that he that that, that was written where it was like a I space. Yeah. Uh, was that in the? I, no, no, no. Wait, fuck. No, was it? Fuck. I don't this think this sounds was, so familiar. I, you know, I think that Ian might have talked about it on a separate thing. Okay, that's pretty wild. Yeah. This sounds right. so familiar. Or maybe we, he and I, both talked about it at some point. But there was this part written where it was like where memes go to die, and it was he was like, uh, he was like Tayzonday's in there, and, and I was like, okay, first of all, you're trying to make us say that these people are dead. <laughs> <laughs> this sounds so. Familiar. That's kind of oh, fucked up. And yeah. then also, you are saying here's all these things that are not in the now. Like we're, it's just this weird period piece that just feels too soon to be a period piece. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah. So it might age poorly. Yeah. yeah. Oh, for, yeah. It also just sounds like a hello fellow children moment. Right? <laughs> yeah, 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 it's yeah. like, yes, I know memes. Yeah, yeah. I know meme culture. Yeah, yeah. yeah. These are it dead, was, right? Yeah. It was exactly like Hillary yeah. Clinton, am I right? <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. It felt a lot like that. And then we we did a lot of rewrites and it was still a very bad movie. Yeah. Uh, thank you for <laughs> How, how, was a little too how, how, how self-aware were you or like on set to be like, guys, are we, are we making like- I think I was half movie? self-aware. Right, right. I right. wasn't fully self-aware. Part of me thought like after a certain scene happened, I was like, oh, that might actually be good. Part of me did think it might actually be a good movie depending right. on the way it was cut, depending on the way the special effects look. Yeah, uh, right. But the way that it came together was very much, I was like, after I was, I was we were seeing like final cuts of it, I was like- Okay, <laughs> that's, um, that's the movie. Well, I mean, at least it's not as bad as Shane Dawson's movie. That was, yeah. I mean, it depends who you ask. No, that one was really, really bad. Was it? Yeah. Have you seen it? I, I did, but I saw it like Years on ago. the premiere night where there was so much hype in the room from all the friends and family that it was hard right, to tell. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Is this a, a funny joke or am I just not in a good headspace right now. You should go rewatch it sometime. <laughs> Maybe I will. Yeah. It's interesting. Okay, it's okay. Interesting. I, I never even tried that. <laughs> no, no, it's no. Not, not uh, okay, okay. Geez. Well, it, it was a lot of fun though. And I, I think yeah. that some elements from the, you know, from sm- the Smosh sketches retained mm. their 
smashiness. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's yeah, much yeah. easier for me to sit here and be like, yeah, you made a fucking movie? <laughs> like, like, I could do any fucking movie. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, my movie would be good. <laughs> oh, you gotta make it in six months. What? <laughs> I can't even spell. <laughs> it was a weird process because, you know, we had trailers and yeah. we, you know, we had an acting coach and right. we had <laughs> the pressure of like, this is the movie uh, it was something like a million dollar budget. So right. it was like, like you got like the full Hollywood. Experience. It was yeah, the yeah. full yeah. Hollywood experience. Damn. And uh, you know, we had like a, a writer there on set to like do rewrites in the moment if we needed to rewrite something Damn. for time. Yeah. And like, there were a lot of scenes that we had to cut for time and like they yeah. were rewritten on them. It was such a wow. different experience where it was not like, I could still go to the director who was Alex winter and he's amazing. You know, mm, yeah. um, is he the bill? I forget if he's the bill or Ted. From Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. The not Keanu Reeves, oh, wow, really? but, uh, you know. Oh, uh, he's the wow. Ted, I think. Ted, right. uh, uh, no. Uh, Bill. No, I don't, Bill. Bill. I don't know. Bill. The one that's awesome. not Keanu. Bill. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but Alex Winter is amazing, and, and you know, his his kids were huge fans of Smosh, so he really did want to give it that genuine Smosh feeling. Dude, I feel bad. calling it bad. <laughs> <laughs> All this heart and passion. I just said it was bad. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no matter how much heart and passion you, yeah, you put yeah. into something, if there are a few elements that are slightly off, it's going to all fuel. It's going to yeah. kind of all get brought down to that level. And I feel like yeah. that's what happened. There were a lot of great things that could have been, but then it was like there were certain elements that just kind of brought it all down. I'm mean, hearing, oh, we're going to cut the scene because of time. That doesn't make you probably feel very confident. You're like, that's not good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, but you know, a lot of times we're like, we're going to cut this scene for time and we end up having this other scene that totally actually works fine oh, without okay, it. Yeah. And it was like the rewrites were okay. Yeah. Um, were, they, but, were your like sketches before scripted? So you already had, were you used to like memorizing lines or were you like mostly improvised before? Yeah, yeah. They, they were definitely scripted. Uh, okay. But usually we would like get a take that we like and then we'd be like, go off book for the final right, take. Right, and, like, right. Right. Half the time we'd go with the off book version, right? Um, right. But it was a little bit different. So Smosh videos, we would shoot, uh, you know, ten second clips of like this thing. Okay, you say this thing. Okay, yeah. you say this thing. And uh, you know, when we do when you do a movie, they they really want you to get like the full scene with this angle, right. then the full scene mm. with the next angle. No jump cuts. No yeah. no fucking jump yeah. cuts. Yeah. So continuity. So, yeah. So a lot of the acting in it was actually me trying to remember my lines. And if I watch it, if I watch it, I'm just like, I'm just trying to remember my lines right now. For most of these lines, like it, it didn't really get past that. And also uh, I got in my head a lot about like, I don't think this is going to be the movie that I, yeah. that I wished that, it could be. That, yeah. It would be so hard to like really turn up and give it your all. When yeah. It, was like, hard. it just doesn't feel like it's going right. Yeah. It was hard. It was like after the first day, even though there were so many people that had a lot of passion and, good intentions and a lot of people that did put their heart and soul into it. I, after the first day I was like, this doesn't feel like it's going to be what I thought it would be. And then it was, it was hard to get out of my head and to yeah. get out of that head right. space. And I guess you couldn't exactly go to Define and be like, hey. <laughs> yeah. 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 They, yeah. 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 It's, like, it's yeah. Like, not like a YouTube video. Hey, we just you... shot the first day. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, this sketch kind of isn't working. Yeah. Let's, let's scrap it and go to a new YouTuber. Yeah. Like, let's, let's do a new video, you know? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, well even, even down to the sketches, it was hard to say this video didn't work. Oh really? Oh, because oh, okay. there was a lot of money that was invested into it, oh, and and we were given a certain budget each month, right? And uh, if we scrapped it, it would be like this is cutting into our overall budget. Let's just try to make this work. Oh, so geez. so when that pressure starts building up, and you have all these other eyes and voices and mm. uh, budgets and restrictions. That's when I think things start to kind of go south in those situations. Yeah, yeah. Right, right. And that's when I started to feel like things weren't really 
Right. Even though, like, I can totally see why you can't reshoot a sketch after yeah. you shoot it. That's, mm. it. Obviously, it makes sense. Mm. Yeah, yeah. But mm. I think if I was fully independent, there were a lot of things that I might have considered mm. yeah. uh, reshooting. But but when we have this uh, level where we want the production value to, to be there and we mm. kind of mm. reach that point, it felt weird to go back. I now yeah. know that you could go back and it's fine. Yeah. But, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> back then, you're like, holy shit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Damn. Would you ever want to make another movie with the <laughs> correct amount of time and creative freedom? Yeah. Oh, man. Anthony Padilla, the movie. <laughs> <laughs> it's just Nina. This is you. It's just him interviewing. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. Um, I, don't, I, I don't know. I don't have any, any drive for that. I, mm-hmm. I have been pushing myself more with uh, the intros of my videos mm. on my channel that I do now. It, mm, is, right. it is scripted. And I realized that none of the, the, the passion that goes into me writing the words makes it on the camera when yeah. I'm recording yeah. these intros. Yeah, of course. So now I'm trying to, to, in a sense, maybe I'm like reverse engineering a way for me to learn how to acting is by just actually giving the emotions that I, when I write these things right. for me to actually yeah. give the emotions. I'm like, oh, when you're, when you say a line, you're supposed to visualize it. <laughs> <laughs> you're oh. not, you're not just saying it. You don't just say yeah. the word. Yeah. Oh, that's what acting is. So in a weird backward sense, I feel like I am pushing myself to learn how to act a little bit. Right. And maybe, you know, it depends. It depends, but yeah. right now, no. <laughs> yeah, no, because no, no, you've, no. you've yeah. kind of done so much in the time that you've been on YouTube. Like, is there anything you haven't done that you want to do eventually down the line? Because mm. I feel like when you just think about like even just Smosh stuff, yeah. it's like you guys have literally been at the top. You've done everything. You've done all the big been stuff. At the top twice. I've been at the top know? twice, <laughs> dude. <laughs> and you know, like you've done the movies, you've done, you know, did you release a book? Uh, we released uh, a graphic novel. Like, okay, like, cool. yeah, yeah. I had a, I had a lot of fun making it. Most people don't even know that existed because they did not market it. But right. uh, I, had, I put my heart and soul into a graphic novel. But right. no, no actual book. Right, yeah, right. So that's something right. I never. Have is tried. that something you'd want to try, or is there like something else yeah. where you just like eventually maybe, I'd like yeah. to do it? Maybe I, I thought about putting together some kind of like coffee table book that goes through the different interviews I've done and mm. talks about the different things that I learned from each interview, the things that I've taken from that and been able to apply to my own life and mm. the moments that stood out to me as right. um, key things that I now go back to and, and think about. Yeah. yeah. So an autobiography. <laughs> <laughs> a little bit, but yes, ho- yeah, yeah. Ho- hopefully it, it could be also a way for people to learn through me learning. Like that's, right. that's part of why I do the interview series. Now. I mean, to be fair, if there's anyone who has enough material to write a cohesive autobiography, it's you. <laughs> you know? I, I, I don't know. I feel like putting it in the term of autobiography. I'm like, uh, no, 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 self-important. Yeah. 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 I know so much more. Yeah. Than yeah. yeah. It's cause it's cause yeah. we've seen books. the YouTubers who have written autobiographies yeah. Yeah. and you know, you, and they're just like, come on, I'm 24. I struggled 12, times in my life so. yeah. <laughs> that's what I've, always- I've recognized eight of them yeah exactly <laughs> this video is sponsored by tipsy tipsy is a quarterly subscription sake box where you will get six curated sake bottles Ooh. straight from japan Ooh. to try all sorts of pairings and dishes with guys come on you know you want to try some new sake right come on well why don't you guys try <clears throat> some out while i give you some pointers well luckily joe we have some custom sake boxes that we made just for my wedding oh my lord i know get the full japanese actually get about. to use it this time <laughs> So the one that Connor is drinking right now is the Toyo Bijin. This particular brew gives an aroma red apple that fades to an almost nutmeg spice. It's a very dry sake, said to be strong enough to kill a devil. 
That's actually quite nice, actually. Yeah, I told you. <laughs> yeah, that's good. That's good. Ooh, what, am, what am I drinking, Joey? Well, Gan, you're drinking Ooh. the Kinoene Junmai Ginjo. The sake itself is bursting with enticing aroma and pristine Ooh. flavor. The hints Ooh. of freshly sliced apple and a crisp mm. finish. That's actually mm. really good. So, guys, if you want some amazing deals in your sake, then you can get 10% off all products using code TRASHTASTE10. And you can get $30 off your first sake box by using TRASHTASTE30. Is that two coupon codes? That's two coupon codes. That two smash that different link down below. deals, guys. Smash that link. Back to the episode. I, I have to ask, because I'm curious, because you've been on YouTube for so long. Sorry, does that, do you hate it when people say that? <laughs> no, 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 such no, a no, fucking no, no. dinosaur, I, 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 dude. I, I, no, I just think about my age, it's fine. No, <laughs> You're a YouTube yeah. boomer, yeah. dude. <laughs> do you, do you, because uh, you know, YouTube has gone through a lot of distinct eras, I'd say. Yeah. Do, yeah. You, what, do you have a favorite YouTube era where you feel like this is when it was peak The golden YouTube. time of YouTube. Yeah, yeah, I, I think it was probably around like 2011 to 2013-ish. Yeah, you know, yeah. Where there was money to be made, so you and, and sponsors like people would take it seriously enough to fund everything. Mm, yeah. But yet there wasn't this idea that like mainstream media had yeah. right. of like anyone can do this and become a millionaire. Yeah. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, I feel yeah. like it was still very independent and it just felt like creativity was what thrived most. Yeah. yeah. Because I feel like that era of YouTube, all of the biggest creators at that time, they all started YouTube not to make money, yeah. but just because they enjoyed the creativeness of it. Yeah. They enjoyed making yeah. videos. And then I feel like after that, it kind of progressed into people realizing that you could make this a job. Absolutely. And you yeah. can, like, people did it, it for and the it money. And it could be a business. Is, yeah, which yeah. is, it's a, it's a legitimate business, which is, you know, nothing wrong with that. But I feel like part of the magic was lost, I feel, you know, because yeah. it kind of transitioned to into something else, you know. It's, yeah, a different mindset going into yeah. creating things. Uh, and around that time, or soon after, is when I think the algorithm was introduced. Ah, and, yes. And the elusive algorithm. algorithm. The algorithm. <laughs> the one uh, god of YouTube. Yeah. <laughs> I'm learning more now that the algorithm really does reward the things that people enjoy consuming yeah. most. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the algorithm's goal, while no one individual knows the, uh, everything in and out because yeah. it's made by so many people and it's taught to yeah. learn. Uh, that's not scary, don't worry. The algorithm does reward the things that that do have the highest retention that have yeah. people uh you know watching for the longest time replaying the moments most the highest click-through rate of what looks most exciting so yeah. i am learning that you can work with the new way that it's set up but yeah. it was definitely jarring when it first happened and no one knew or was told mm. what was happening just like flip to let's plays overnight <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah, because yeah, that was yeah the, the fastest way to make repeating long form content yeah that people yeah. would feel the need to watch entirely yeah oh yeah is it because did you guys start the gaming channel or around that time? Was yeah, it, yeah. Is that why? Because of the change? Or was it just we didn't, like, know, we like we didn't know what the reason was that these videos were popping up, but we saw, oh wait, gaming videos, it's becoming really popular. People yeah. want to see this and a lot of people are asking us to play. Again, yeah. I'm, like, yeah, <laughs> I'm a gamer. <laughs> did, did, I could do it. Did you have a hard time when the algorithm did shift and you were still on like, you know, uh, scripted, you know, scripts, uh, uh, sorry, scripted sketches and everything like that? Yeah, yeah. Right. It was definitely uh, a hard period i mean it didn't really affect us as much as yeah yeah we're still fine we still uh i looked recently we still have like a lot of videos from that time that have like tens of millions of views so like it was okay <laughs> it was okay but um it definitely did impact the way that the videos were pushed out initially yeah so yeah. like after the first weekend i remember having a higher up breathing down my neck saying 
you guys usually get a million views in the first three days. What's going on? Why are they, you know, oh, and it was a lot of like the no. stress of like, what is going on? And we're like, I don't know. No, we don't no, have, you don't told. have a fucking boss telling you that. Yeah, That's like the yeah, last thing yeah. you want. And like their, their entire company and all the X amount of employees, like their livelihoods are built on the performance of these videos. Yeah, right, so right. at that time we were really pushed to break off and create other side channels and, experiment with longer form content things that required less editing i feel so lucky being like just like a almost like an independent like a one two man team with my own like personal channel because that's just the pressure's just gone it's a lot less pressure yeah Yeah. okay so because like i gotta ask because i rarely meet someone who's been on youtube for longer than me for longer than most of your viewers lives yeah (laughs) because (laughs) honestly honestly yeah Yeah. i I just interviewed nia chu uh, who's like this really popular twitch streamer and she's 19 i was like so i made my been on youtube when you were two <laughs> oh and it freaked me out that's yeah. scary it freaked me the fuck out because i found out today actually that today out of complete coincidence yeah. is my 15th year anniversary on youtube oh shit. yeah 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 so, congratulations so like I, I rarely get to ask this so what is the secret to staying relevant for a long period of time on youtube <sighs> You're asking that? You're I'm asking that. You've been on for 15 years. Because you've been on for longer than me. So <laughs> so you're the only one that I can ask for like like uh, actual perspective. Right? Okay, okay. Well, we can share perspectives here. Okay. I think that you might have something to contribute. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Years. I'll, okay. Be Mr. I'll be Mr. 17. 17 years. Talk to my senior. <laughs> yeah, my yeah, my yeah. senior now. My YouTube career uh, can watch an R-rated movie, but I can't quite vote or smoke. <laughs> <laughs> Mine's in high school, okay. you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yours is going to be legal next year, you know? You're, you're getting your first zits and trying and be very being very uncomfortable your, your about balls it. Are, your balls are dropping. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. You're very uncomfortable about puberty. Yeah, you know, yeah. trying, you're starting to get the hang of it. No right. pun intended. Yeah. Um, but let's see. So the secret, the secret is to never feel like you have it figured out. Right. Yeah. The secret, I think, is to always feel like there is something new to learn. Yeah. Mm. Uh, I I am constantly looking at the people that are growing audiences, and I'm kind of filtering out. Okay, this person. They have a recipe uh, and it pleases the algorithm. I think maybe that's why they, they have views. Okay, what can I learn from that? Okay, this person has a really dedicated fan base. They don't necessarily appeal to the algorithm, but they mm. have, they appeal to an audience. And what mm. can I learn from them? Yeah. So for me, it's really about constantly learning. Yeah. And uh, when I do interviews with bigger names, uh, tomorrow I'm, I'm interviewing Tommy in it. Oh, and, wow. oh nice. And, nice. Uh, you know, he's... God, he's he's like is he 18 he just, he's yeah, in yeah, school yeah. right or was he he's just graduated school, yeah. yeah yeah but uh like i i love picking his brain and and you know people that are new and coming up yeah. on youtube right now and and learning what what they see in the platform now because it's something completely different and i feel like there was never a point where you as a creator on the internet where things are so rapidly changing there was yeah. never a point where you will be like got the figured it out yeah, yeah. like yeah. and i used to think there would be a point that i would be like I, I gotta grind and grind and grind and eventually have it figured out and then i'll just be able to sit back and let the thing just mm-hmm. live on yeah. its own mm-hmm. and i think that's kind of what got me into uh, or convinced me that like selling to a company in 2011 was the right idea i had it in my head yeah the goal is to figure this out it'll go on autopilot i can relax and maybe do other things in my life mm-hmm. yeah um but what I quickly realized is that I, I really love doing this and this is part of my life that I want to retain. Mm, yeah. And there will never be a point where I feel satisfied just relaxing. But also if you sit back and relax, um, then, uh, you know, and, and it's you been get about comfortable. like, yeah, yeah you get yeah. comfortable and you lose track of what's, 
you know, why things are moving in the direction they're going and mm, what is yeah. relevant to the platform today. Yeah, because that's really interesting to hear because like for your perspective, you've really like been one of the top creators basically since the birth of YouTube. Whereas I've been on YouTube for a long time, but I've, it's been like on a very, very niche like topic, which is anime. Yeah. So I've always been able to learn from what the bigger creators are doing yeah. and try mm. to apply what, you know, try to apply what everyone else is doing and seeing if right. I can take that into my own, my own niche, my own channel and seeing, seeing if it can grow out of there. And I, how was that? paid off like were you able to take those those lessons and things that you learned from the bigger youtubers and apply it to yourself and have it pay off yeah i mean it kind of felt like a cheat sheet you know if yeah. it kind of felt like cheating because i'm just like you know I'm, I'm in such a niche topic that i could just yeah. take what i could just take what other people are doing yeah and just put it uh, put it with my own content but with yeah. you since you're one of you're one of the people setting the standards you know you're one of the people like you know i watched and i was like oh, okay let's see what smosh are doing <laughs> let's see what some of the other bigger creators are doing i'm like yeah. okay well i see what's successful to them but like i feel like being at the top of the pyramid and trying to balance yourself is a lot easier than climbing up from the bottom of the pyramid For and sure. trying to like stay relevant. For sure. Yeah. Mm. I think that some people uh, see that, see, have a goal of yeah. like get to the top of this pyramid, just, just stay afloat up here. Yeah. And of course, like it, it is much more comfortable because you have the freedom to, to kind of um, apply more of these things that you learn on a bigger scale. Yeah. But at the same time, there's so much more pressure. And I think that that's unforeseen to, to right. smaller creators. You know, I had yeah. my period, I left Smosh when I think we had 22 or 23 million subscribers, mm. huge amount of subscribers, huge amount of pressure. I go off and do my own thing. Um, channel starts with a couple million and they're like people that don't really know what to expect. I don't know what to give them. Mm. And there was still that pressure there from me of how am I going to entertain these people who expect me to be giving the quality of content of a 22 million subscriber channel yeah. but now um it's just me it's literally yeah. just me on my yeah. on my own I'm, mm. I'm really curious about obviously a lot of the viewers when you, you said oh i'm leaving smosh yeah. i think a lot of people would would see that and think oh it's just like a he's just leaving a channel but i imagine yeah. there was a lot of probably behind the scenes or like friendships that were strained by that was yeah. that was that like a like Outside of just the business perspective, did that put like a lot of strain on like your personal life, like leaving that and put having to kind of be like, all right, I'm leaving this big thing. Like, because, you know, obviously Ian is there and a bunch of your friends yeah. who worked there. Well, surprisingly, me leaving didn't put a strain uh, in and of itself, like the idea of yeah. me leaving and then me leaving. Yeah. yeah. That didn't exactly put a strain. I think maybe afterwards it did a little bit because there were uh, really, I think it was because audiences or viewers and commenters mm. really were having all these different things that they were saying about like, oh, this person's better or this person's mm. better or you were better when you were here or yeah. they're better now that they're here. And I think that that added a little bit of, it was unavoidable to see those, especially. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I feel like you can't turn off your brain from wanting to, 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 to keep up with the comments, not even if, if you're not even trying to look for them. Yeah, you see, yeah, I'm yeah, trying yeah. to see what people are thinking about <laughs> this, this new thing that I'm just like uh, trying to figure out. And then I'm getting inundated with yeah. all these opinions from people. And I think mm. that that does seep in when you're not ready for it. Yeah. I yeah. do wish that I was more ready for the types of comments. How the fuck can you getting. be ready for that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the only way to be ready for it, I think is to live in it. Yeah. 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 But I also realized that there is a bit of freedom in having a smaller audience. Yeah. And so mm. it was, it was a huge struggle. And my videos, when I first left, I think got a million views each for like a couple months. Mm. And I was like, Oh, this is, I, I need to retain this. And then very quickly, once I think people realized I didn't know what I was doing. I had no goal <laughs> for the channel. I was like, uh, each week we'll figure out something new and I hope you watch it. Uh, and I, I quickly <laughs> lost this audience that I had 
and realized that they were not there just for me. Yeah. And it was a little bit disappointing at first because I thought, oh, I, I, I guess I have the freedom to do whatever. And I mm. thought that I had that with me. And then it was a, a wake up call to realize, oh, but you have to make good content. You yeah. can't just yeah, expect yeah, them yeah. to be there because it's you. <laughs> yeah. Egotistical yeah. maniac. <laughs> uh, and I, uh, you know, the, the views I think got to about like 30,000 to 60,000 views a video. Right. On the Anthony Padilla on, on the Anthony Padilla channel. Really? Uh, within the first year after. Wow. And, and at that time, you know, if, if videos weren't getting 100,000 views or even more people in the comments are just like irrelevant, irrelevant. <laughs> wow, fell off. L plus ratio, L plus ratio yeah, plus you yeah, fell off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> a lot of that. You basically had a, abandoned an audience for a different style. So yeah, I mean, yeah, obviously yeah. that's going to happen. Yeah, but yeah. like people don't see it like that. They're like, yeah. oh, your name. Like, what, what do you so mean much? you're not doing yeah. sketches anymore? I yeah. thought you were just. Gonna, I thought you were going to do your own sketches now, right? And I thought that I had to. I thought I was beholden. And I think that the reason that it got to that point is I felt like I was trapped in this idea of yeah. I need to create sketches i need to be funny i need to deliver something that uh, appeases that audience that i've learned how to appease yeah yeah and um i think getting down to to you know i call them lower numbers 30 to 60k i know a mm -hmm. lot of people yeah uh, are up and coming and that is a great number I mean, perspective I, I don't want to discount low, yeah. that yeah yeah but uh at the same time i i was like kind of floundering around at that number and First of all, I had to get out of my head from looking at the numbers. Mm, right. It wasn't about that anymore. I realized that I had an opportunity now to experiment without the pressure of an audience. Yeah. Mm, so right. that's when I started experimenting with all these different types of videos and all these different types oh, of things. And that's yeah. when I fell into uh, doing I Spent a Day With. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Videos. Right. And it was without that pressure. And the first few were, did have that pressure on me to be funny. So I was kind of, you know, I, I did I Spent a Day With Flat Earthers and it was kind of like, look how ridiculous look, look these, people, weird are, yeah, these yeah. people are weird <laughs> but slowly uh, slowly but surely over the next um couple months or half year i i started realizing that i actually was really curious about different types of people yeah. and uh i had uh i did this video i spent today with furries and i had uh, a, a company help me reach out to these people and i thought they were all local yeah. When they showed up, I found out that one flew in themselves on their own dime. And then this person uh, like drove three hours to be there. Jeez. And, and I was like, I was like, okay, this is, and I wasn't, I already wasn't planning to like, to, to, to say like, these people are weird. But a part of me was like, I don't understand this. Yeah. This is, yeah. this is kind of a yeah. weird thing. Yeah. But you know, they get there and they're, they're saying, uh, I I used to watch Smosh all the time. I, yeah. I yeah. love your stuff. You're fucking weird. So anyway, why are you weird? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I very quickly uh, changed my perspective with the way that I went into that interview. Yeah. I was like, there's mm -hmm. there is no way. Like, it, and it felt it felt weird to me uh, doing that the the flat earther episode. It felt weird to me, like I was going outside of my element to to give the uh, snarky commentary channel perspective that was really popular on youtube at the time i yeah, feel like yeah, yeah. i realized i was kind of falling into those tropes that were so popular yeah yeah and i was like i just feel like i need to just be me and have a conversation with someone be curious about them try yeah. to learn about their life and in doing so afterward i had uh you know them reach out to me they were really they were really excited about the way it turned out but also yeah. a lot of commenters were like whoa this is the first time i've ever seen furries represented in a way where they were treated with respect Right. And that yeah. is so weird. I've never seen that before. I'm going to send this to my friends who don't understand me. Right. Yeah. And it was really then that I realized like, oh, this is what actually feels right. This, right. Yeah. 
this doesn't feel like I'm not appeasing an audience I think I should be appeasing because it's mm. the, the trendiness of YouTube at the time or yeah. or like this sense of humor that I felt like I needed to always like be this character that mm. I was mm. on Smosh. Right. I felt like I was able to actually just be myself and my editor then helped me throw in jokes, but it wasn't up to me anymore. I was just making a connection with, yeah. That, yeah, right, yeah, with right. that person. Yeah. Back to like YouTube boomer talk. You talked about, you know, constantly learning, constantly seeing what's out there. Yeah. There must've been a point when you're just like, I am so out of touch right now. Oh, I like, cause I constantly sure. feel that sometimes I'm like, I get YouTube. I get, I get the algorithm. Yeah. I get all the content. Yeah. I get what people want to watch. Sometimes you just see something and you're like, okay, I am a boomer. You see, you see yeah. that one popular video and you're like, why? Yeah. Why there, this? There's this one channel uh, called Ouija PG. Okay. Have you heard of that? No, no. Okay. So uh, I don't know how they do it. They, it's, they, they got, um, they, they like they have a, a 3D CG rig of Luigi, and they animate him and his face to be, to react to things. Or at least this yeah. is what this is what the channel was a few years ago. I don't know what they're doing now. Okay, uh, so he was <laughs> reacting to things with <coughs> Luigi sound effects. I'm like, wow, whoa, <laughs> and it was just like a reaction channel by Luigi. And yeah. I was like, and it, some of them had millions of views, and I was like. <laughs> This is so bizarre, <laughs> but, I, but I loved it. That sounds incredible. I reached out. I followed him on Twitter. I was like, this shit, keep it up. This shit's sick. But it was so weird. And that's, I was like, there was always something to learn mm. about YouTube. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's always some weird <laughs> corner. Yeah. And, I mean, now you're exploring that. Yeah, well. now you're exploring. Yeah, yeah. 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 And, and those are the types of people that I really, really enjoy talking to where it's like this community that's doing this thing that's that many people would just think is bizarre. Like there's actually something to it. And why does it catch on? And we could talk about the emotional aspects of like uh, the connection that people make. And why do you think this is popular? Mm, I think it's just really refreshing. You know, I mean, obviously lately on the internet, uh, you know, and even when you started it, it was very combative and everyone was always at each other's throat. And I think it just came out of the time and kind of hit the right note of just like, let's just talk. Let's yeah. just, let's yeah, just, yeah. Let's just like yeah. learn about each other. Yeah. Let's yeah. yeah. be open. Yeah. yeah. And I, I think it's, yeah, I mean, uh, the success, I mean, it shows that the audiences wanted that kind of content. Like yeah, yeah. people are curious about all the types of different things, be it pony, Pony, pony players. Pony, 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 pony players. <laughs> in saying I, that, I, I want to know that. Like, I want to know why. Like, in, yeah. in saying that, though, there have been a couple of videos I've seen from yours where you do kind of bring back that like old school, like a little bit cynical type of interviewer type thing. Like you know, the one about like you interviewing time travelers, for instance. Like that oh, one was like yeah. a little like I saw like the little bit of the cynical yeah, side, yeah. Of it, which the was just as entertaining. You yeah. have to be. You have yeah, to yeah, be. yeah, yeah. That yeah. was right after the flat earthers episode. So okay, I okay, didn't yeah, quite yeah, detach. Yeah from that side yeah. of it. Um, but I feel like now if I were to approach that again, yeah. the topic that I'm like a little bit like, mm, yeah. I think I would just outright say, this seems completely unbelievable. Right, yeah. Do you have people telling you that and how do you feel about that? Right, yeah. right. And I feel like there's so many more interesting conversations to have about that. Mm. And I think a lot of people are uh, either afraid to tell someone that their shit's whack yeah, or right. they all they want to do is tell them that their shit's whack and they don't want to hear why they do what they do. Right, right, right. right. I think that there's like, if you could just be transparent with anyone, really, like if you could just have a conversation with anyone about why they do what they do, you can make some kind of a connection regardless of who the person is, except Hitler, not Hitler. (laughs) (laughs) They grow up so fast. (laughs) He's maturing. (laughs) How do you feel about, how do you feel about TikTok? 
Because if there's one thing that does make me feel like a boomer and yeah. out of touch, it is just TikTok itself. Yeah. Have, you, have you thought about venturing into that? Oh, oh we, I have a TikTok yeah, channel. I should oh, really? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. TikTok, right? yeah, yeah. It, it does really well with just clips yeah. from my my interview series cut down and- Yeah, we did that as well. For yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. It, it does it work for you guys? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well. yeah. Well. I yeah. think that the thing about TikTok is that there is a, an audience for everything. Oh, yeah. So yeah. you yeah. might oh, yeah. log on and think this is fucking weird shit, but yeah. then- there is a corner of the internet that is for you on TikTok, and their mm. algorithm is really good at feeding you content. Eventually, if you get even if you yeah. sift through enough garbage for enough time, it yeah. eventually yeah. will find the thing that that sits. Yeah, my, yeah. Fa- my favorite category of TikTok videos is somebody complaining about something really specific, and then someone's like, "Hi, I'm the expert on that." Actually, yeah. <laughs> this is actually why it works. And it's like, "Who's who's the toenail expert? Why did you come?" <laughs> It's literally yeah, IRL like, Reddit, right? Yeah, Toenail expert, yeah. Let me explain to you. It's just like the the strangest experts all come out and they're all good looking. Like <laughs> that's the other thing. Everyone who is like an expert on something is just amazing looking. Yeah, like, there is always an expert about everything, and they yeah. look amazing. And they're always they always look amazing. <laughs> it's like you. Why did you have to be so good and charming? Did Fuck. they become good looking because they're an expert, or yeah. which one came first? They became an expert, then they had the time to go and walk out and take care of themselves. Or is it that most people that look good are bound to be experts? Yeah. Like I used to be a model, yeah. now I'm a toenail expert. <laughs> yeah. It is really crazy. I, yeah, but it's it's such a cool platform, but it makes me feel really old. Yeah, and it's weird. Because mm. I thought it was going to die. I think everyone when it when it was bought when it was musically. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I thought it was going to go down the Vine route. Back yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. Musically, it was the thing, and everyone was doing the musically like cringe compilations. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I just thought oh, this is for for kids, and then yeah. TikTok blew up, yeah. and then wow, everyone was wrong. I think everyone yeah. thought it was going to die. Yeah. yeah, yeah. When everyone just was just like that lip syncing or doing dances, and just like yeah. oh, look at this funny thing the kids are doing. Yeah. There were applies, man. Anthony was like, I did that so many years ago. <laughs> I got my career that way. <laughs> they but, took my shit. I, th- I think it's the replies. The replies and the ability to share the music so yeah, easily yeah, just yeah. was a game changer, I think. Yeah. And it made editing kind of, you know, accessible to the, I mean, editing, uh, very accessible to beginners and like yeah. you know, people who don't know it. It's like, mm, yeah, yeah, just yeah. slide this thing across, chop the video, chuck it in, yeah. put this music over it. And they, oh, you want a funny filter? We've got that too. True. Yeah. So it kind of made it more like less scary. I mean, you open yeah. up like DaVinci Resolve and right. you just have a panic attack. You're like, what yeah. the fuck is this? Like, <laughs> yeah. this makes no sense. Adobe Premiere it makes zero sense right. if you don't watch five hours of YouTube tutorials. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. Right. So I feel like it kind of made it like very accessible in a way yeah. that kind of just worked. And TikTok is always changing their shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. If you look at TikTok now versus a year ago, it looks very different. And yeah, before true. that, and the features that they add, they are doing the upkeep. Yeah. Uh, Vine. <laughs> like they, I mean, I think it was clear why Vine died for many reasons. One being that you couldn't make money on it, but also yeah. they were not like keeping it up. They were yeah, not updating right. it. And unfortunately, or not, things on the internet platforms are, need to constantly be updated yeah, to, yeah. to go where people are wanting it to go. Yeah. Because it is ultimately for people, right? Yeah. 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 Instead, well, Vine opted to be like, what if we made a sequel to Vine? Yeah. <laughs> Let's make a Vine 2. Did they ever do that? <laughs> no, was no, no, no. Were those rumors or were those legit? They, they, were, they were legit. Yeah. yeah. Vine was like, we're coming back with Vine 2 and people yeah. were like- And then TikTok, TikTok was like, nah. Yeah, TikTok yeah. was like, no, we got, <laughs> we got this. We're way ahead of you. Yeah. Well, I find it really weird because like, I feel like now TikTok is what YouTube was. 
was like you know 10 15 years true, ago right true. where you know you like remember when in, back in the day where YouTubers would try to get on TV which was yeah. like the old media in uh, order to legitimize themselves yeah, and now yeah. it's like TikTokers trying to become YouTubers oh, in order to, sure. to legitimize in order to, themselves, to legitimize yeah, themselves. Yeah. and it's been so weird just seeing that transition that's so right? true yeah, I guess it's because the platform is so easily accessible. Mm. Yeah. You were saying that anyone could jump on there and you can build an audience yeah. on mm. there. People can find you. The algorithm is very good. So it's yeah. basically like if early YouTube had an algorithm that fed people content that was directly relevant to them. Yeah. And I yeah. think it's also like the barrier for entry for YouTube now. I feel like even though, you know, YouTuber is like, you know, you can make anything on YouTube and it will be yeah. successful, you know, mm. yeah. still like the, the quality of content on YouTube now is so much higher than it was oh, 10, yeah. 15 years ago. We're in like the, the Mr. Beast era where everything yeah. has to be a hundred thousand dollars. I did that. <laughs> yeah. I fucking stayed up for one week straight. It's like, yeah. it's like all right, okay. Oh, yeah. I can't compete with that. I just don't want to do that. Yeah. Have you seen any of Ryan Trahan's? I have, I have. Yeah. I have. So he, I feel like he's been reinventing uh, yeah. What, yeah, yeah. what YouTubers can now expect to do yeah. on the platform because he's taking some elements of the Mr. Beast style yeah. with, yeah, with yeah. thumbnails that look very nice and mm. clean. Yeah. Um, and he has uh, an elevated concept yeah, right. know, for this whole thing. Mm. And it feels like a video game. It feels like you're watching this person's journey mm. unfold yeah, yeah. in front of you and you feel like you can't click away because you never know what's going to happen yeah, at any yeah. turn. But yet it is still a vlog and he can still, um, you know, because it is a, a vlog where the whole idea is that it's low produced. Yeah. He's able to make one a day. It's, yeah. it's quite nice just yeah. watching it and you're like, this is like nice. I just yeah. feel like, it's not too crazy. Yeah. yeah. Like, you know, obviously it's love, nostalgia. I love watching yeah. a Mr. Beast video, but my God, I feel like I'm a cog in a machine. Yes, <laughs> yes, yes. Like it's just Absolutely. It's so much. And there's yeah. so much streaming and text. And yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it, it feels like a refined, modernized vlog that has yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. kind of like a, an elevated game plan. The yeah. thumbnails are just The thumbnails the kill it. And yeah. I never would have thought that a vlog thumbnail, which is not, you know, clickbait, because yeah. it's not clickbait, yeah. couldn't look so good. Yeah, yeah. right. It's, it's yeah. I, I don't know who does. Yeah, it. like I remember when yeah. you know, where back when, uh, you know, YouTuber vlogs were just you know you put on any digital camera, you know, hand, handheld camera, and then Casey Neistat came along and just yeah. used a DSLR and yeah. made like basically like mini short films yeah, every yeah, day. Yeah, and yeah. The people were like, what? You can yeah. do that? That's possible? And then everyone tried to be Casey Neistat for a while. And then he burnt out. And then he burnt out. Right. <laughs> I, mean, like, I mean, he was every day. That's, yeah, I mean, yeah. when he used to talk about his schedule, he was like, yeah, I'd wake up at 4am and I'm editing it on the plane. I'm like, yeah. Yeah. what the fuck? But I think what we can learn from that experience is that you know, if you have something good, you don't need to overdo yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. If you wanted to have any longevity, Part of the game plan is to figure out a way for it not to take up your entire life. You, yeah. uh, you know, I interviewed Markiplier and he was like, burnout is when people aren't refilling their bucket. They're, they're constantly scooping out of their bucket for yeah. their content and they're yeah. not refilling it yeah. because they're not living a life outside of that. Yeah. You, know, you need to have that balance. Yeah. Have you ever been burnt out? Uh, yes, absolutely. <laughs> I would have been shocked if you said no. Always, always a I was trying to be polite. Yeah. I, the question should yeah. be, so when did you burn out? Yeah. <laughs> you just said Honestly, you should have just said it like that. Uh, many different times. And every single time is when I felt overworked. Um, and then when it, once it became like part of a company, overworked, yeah. underappreciated. Yeah. Um, felt like I wasn't being... Um, like my, my opinions didn't, 
quite contribute to yeah. the creative. Right. Um, but then also outside of that, I, I was burnt out on my own outside of Smosh after I left and decided to mm. do my own thing. Right. Um, for a lot of that time, when the views were dropping, uh, I was also burnt out. So it makes sense that people were not wanting to watch the content of someone right, who's burnt right. the fuck out by their own content. That's like, that's not fun to watch. Yeah. You can, there's a feeling you can feel when someone is burnt out by their content. Yeah. And then, yeah, when, yeah. And then when you go to the the actual video and the top comment is like, he's run out of ideas. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, fuck you, dude. I got so many ideas. And I just sit there and I'm like, I have no idea. <laughs> they were right. <laughs> Call me out. But, uh, you know, I, I think I, I really started to reframe what was important to me. And then I started like not mm. taking it as seriously, mm. not putting as much of my time into it. And I was able to live a life outside of it and have thoughts that were separate from yeah. my work. Mm, and I right, think that's right. when it kind of helps reinvigorate to a certain degree. Yeah. One thing I was going to ask is like, because you know, compared to you, YouTube boomers right here, we are like, we are very much children. Oh yeah. You know? Nine oh, yeah? years, seven Nine years, years, right seven there. years. Yeah. Well, like I just discovered what boogers take. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like, what I, what I wanted to ask uh, you specifically is like, how much of longevity do you see as a YouTuber being a career, right? Because it's like, we don't really have any like, you know, cause like it's say of like, you know, Hollywood or like the acting industry or music industry, yeah, right? Yeah. There, we already have examples of people who have had careers for like 30, 40, 50 years yeah. plus, right? But mm. because YouTube is such a new thing, whereas like, I think the longest is probably someone like you, right? Mm. It's like, do you see yourself doing this for the next 10, 15 years again? I mean, it's already been half my life. Yeah. <laughs> so it feels like I can give my confidence to the idea that YouTube will be around yeah. for a long time. Right. right. They haven't made any glaring mistakes that are still glaring mistakes. Like it feels like mm. they've, they've made a ton of mistakes. Absolutely. I'm not going to write them off completely. Right, <laughs> right, right. But it seems like over time they are remedying a lot of those. It feels like mm, they actually yeah. are caring about the community. I'm not, you know, there's plenty of issues, but it seems like enough people care to make changes to keep the platform relevant. Yeah. Right. Cause yeah. like it's, oh, go on, go on. Oh, no, I completely lost oh, it. Sorry. <laughs> say, 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 say. Cause obviously people are going to be like, what do you mean? They, they did this. Yeah. Yeah. And it's yeah. like, I think as you were saying, as a whole platform, I think they, they meant considering the amount of shit that goes on the platform. Yeah. yeah. They do a pretty good job at, keeping it relevant, pushing it forward and, and making it the place. Yeah. Yeah. Obviously there's, there's places. Yeah. Because I think definitely up. like the, the one moment that YouTube like did a fucky walky and everyone was like, this is the end of YouTube was when demonetization became a thing. Right. Yeah. The and the apocalypse yeah. came yeah, right? yeah. Everyone unanimous was like, this is it. This yeah. is where this is where it dies. Yeah, mm -hmm. but it somehow managed to stick around for what five extra I mean, years. That, that yeah. needed to happen. Though. Yeah. yeah, looking back at it, it was an inevitability that it was going to come to something yeah. like yeah. a system like that was going to have to be put. Yeah, in. they implemented a lot of things that help with that though. Like on the back right. end, you can yeah. upload a video now, and it'll say. Um, I'm not sure if it's for everyone. I think it's for everyone. Please correct me if I'm wrong. I don't want to be like, YouTube YouTube's great. Bro, we do not have any of those features. Well, let's find out. The 1%. Okay, so what I will say is when I upload a video, it says uh, checking on the monetization. And then after a half hour, 45 minutes, an hour, whatever, it eventually does like the initial check and then you can have some confidence that it probably caught it if it's going to catch something that you shouldn't have in the video. Yeah. So that has given me... Uh, 
a lot of confidence in the direction of that because monetization was a huge issue. Every time I would upload for a while, I was like, uh, mm, I don't know. Let's see this thing. Yeah. I put tens of thousands of dollars into yeah. it yeah, might yeah, yeah. be worth nothing. I might just, yeah, just yeah. be in the red for this. Mm, right. So they did fix some things I feel and they're slowly but surely, I think fixing a lot of the glaring issues. Yeah. yeah. Was there like a point where like this changed from, you know, because as with the way being a content creator is, this changed from being a job to a career because like for the longest time I treated YouTube as a job because you wake up and you're like, maybe I'll be irrelevant to yeah. tomorrow, a week from now, a year. Yeah. Mm. And like, I didn't really feel like this was a career literally until this podcast when I'm just like, oh, okay, this is like mm. a business, sustainable business that mm. I can see myself, you know, five, 10 years in the future. Yeah. Was, there, was there a point for that for you? I think the moment that that changes with somebody in general is probably when you have a format that you know you can come back to and feel mm. confident in. And that's probably why this podcast was like, we know the yeah. format. We yeah, know the, yeah. You, know, you know, it's kind of all figured out so that it feels like this is a repeating thing. Yeah. Um, for me, it was, I think it probably felt like career when, I mean, when we were purchased by Defy because right, it was right, like right. we had- Salary and-, and Salary. salary. And, I yeah. mean, that, that, that kind of, I feel like is unique to me though. Yeah. Um, but then after that, you know, going off independently, the moment that it felt like a career for me now was when I had a series I spent a day with to go back to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I knew that was, it was a repeating thing. Like so a I safety net, like some, some, think, something comfort, you know? I think that's the difference. Yeah. When, it, when you know that you have something, you're not starting from square one every single video. Yeah. You know, a lot of people are still trying to figure out what they're doing. So mm. every single video is back to the drawing board. Yeah. And then that just feels like a job. And trust me, it's tough. Yeah, because like I feel like when you're starting off at YouTube, you want to make like every video like a ten out of ten banger. Yeah. You you want to be motivated. You want to do something new every time. Then you yeah. realize that after a year or two of doing it, you're like, this is not sustainable. So I yeah. need mm. I need some kind of formula that yes. I can fall back on because I can't always be you know at my peak of creativity every time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So you guys are like ninety percent probably going into each episode ninety percent sure where things are going to go. You know, and that, that, that was, yeah. Mm. yeah. Yeah. Well, going back to the beginning of this episode, <laughs> yeah. right? We know well, roughly. We know roughly. We know roughly. You yeah. know a little bit about what the dynamic is going to be like, at least. I know if I say this thing, how maybe, <laughs> your how maybe he'll react. So yeah. 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 Your face is not so sure. <laughs> I'm, like, well, I'm like, all I know is that we're going to have someone on the show <laughs> and well, we're going to be talking about their stuff. Well, That's you have a it. name and you have sponsors. So yeah, yeah, exactly. Right? Exactly. Yeah. So. Yeah. I yeah, guess, but, like, sorry. No. I was just saying, like, I feel like in in a weird way, we're still trying to figure out that formula for trash taste in in a sense. Really? It's like mm. we've kind of figured it out. You know, it's obviously like a lot hundred episodes deep. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, hundred episodes deep, right? But it's like I'm I'm personally always like, yeah, you know, scared of like that that moment where it starts to get repetitive or starts mm, to yeah. feel like a job. And like, yeah. luckily, it's I I I don't feel that way right now about it. Yeah. But it's like I am scared to like fall into that. So, what yeah. are you doing to prevent it from feeling like it's a repetitive job? Oh, I mean, we're bringing it on tour now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, we're, yeah. Yeah, we're filming overseas. We're getting, you know, all sorts of interesting guests and stuff yeah. like that. And I think the specials definitely help. Yeah. Uh, where yeah. that's like, that's the moment where we can just like kind of really explode with our creativity. Yeah. But also I feel ways. like those specials probably are what excite the audience as well. 
Right? Yeah, 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 yeah. I yeah, hope exactly. so. <laughs> <laughs> I hope yeah. so. Right, guys? No, right. Yeah. Every now and then someone will be like, where's our four-hour conversation? I wanted to go to work and listen to four hours yeah. and watch one hour of content. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I guess, like, my final question is, what do you want to do in the future? I mean, you've been on the platform for yeah. 17 years. Yeah. You can is do there, something is- for your 20th anniversary. <laughs> Got nothing planned, man. But 21st, yeah. you don't know. Um... <laughs> um I think, I mean, I just want to continue refining what I do. Mm -hmm. That's what I've been enjoying doing most. Mm -hmm. Uh, This I spent a day with series has been so fun for me because every single, every single episode, I see at least one element that I want to refine, whether Mm -hmm. it's Mm -hmm. the lighting on the set or something that's like really um, technical like that, or it's like my uh, performance on the intros feels like I'm just reading words. I'm going to, you know, revamp that and, and try to learn it or like, I I just went all out and I did these tests where I reshot some of my intros where I have a jib like right. which is like a fucking little crane yeah. uh-huh. into a camera and I was like what if I because I was watching a bunch of really big YouTubers yeah. you know mm. like Eric for example yeah. Right. Yeah. and I was like he has these intros where he's like choreographed this scene mm. he, um, there's one that he that he did like about like what would you do if you had one day left. Right. So he starts off and it's like the, the doctor saying, you have one day left to live. And he's like in these bandages. And then he's like, he just gets up and he gets out. And the doctor's like, where are you going? And he's like ripping off his bandages and stuff. He's like talking to the camera. And he's like, what would you do if you had one day left to live? And he's like right. saying this right, to, the, right. to, the, to the audience. And he's bringing us through the cameras, like following him. And it's like this choreographed scene that mm. just immediately right off the, the bat, you know, there was this effort that went into this. This is a good setup for this video because yeah. I know that if the rest of this video is like anything like these first 30 seconds, it's going to be so much fun. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. I was like, how could I apply some of these things that I'm seeing modern YouTubers do right? Uh, and, and apply it to a, an interview format? And I was like, right. well, I could kind of choreograph the way mm. that I say these things. So I'm still learning with that. And so it's hard to say like where I want to go next. But mm-hmm. I think more importantly, I know where I want to go now and that's yeah. to, to constantly refine and not allow myself to get bored because I want to always creatively um, uh, see where what is like right out of my comfort zone yeah. it's pretty cool that you've been on YouTube for that long you're yeah. like I still want to get inspiration I was yeah. about to say that's very humbling yeah like yeah. It's, it's inspiring to hear that like you are still on your journey Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. After, after like seven, major, right? yeah. After 17 years, you're still on your journey and you're still figuring stuff out. Yeah. Because in my head, I was like, damn, I've been doing this shit for nine years. I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. <laughs> I'm glad to know someone who's been doing it for almost double that also doesn't know. No, I'm you just know? having fun, man. It's yeah. like, if I'm, if I enjoy what I'm doing, like, I feel like that is the best career that you could have. Yeah. yeah. That's Definitely. where you enjoy it. Not, yeah. not the career that, you know, unfolds in this timeline that I, pre-built in my head for where it goes right yeah yeah. you hear that guys it's not about the money (laughs) (laughs) it's about the love for it yeah thank you so much for coming on this is awesome this is so cool hey but look at all these patrons though you see all (laughs) the screen oh my god look at them a patron immediately the show is dope (laughs) (laughs) forget it who's your favorite patron I like that one that that one right there in the middle it's already gone but I did enjoy it hey if you'd like to support the show go to our patreon patreon.com slash trash days also follow us on twitter send us some memes on the subreddit 
Twitter. And if you hate our face, listen to us on Spotify. Yeah. And uh, yeah, go check out Anthony's stuff. I don't need yeah. to tell you that. <laughs> Everyone should know. Yeah. yeah well, I hope we did an okay job interviewing you oh for God. once. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. I've never done a three-on-one before. Yeah. <laughs> it's always been a one-on-three. Thank <laughs> you for putting me in the reverse position. Yeah. All right. Hopefully, we're, we're going to hear about our, uh, our our skills later on. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. write it all down as a score. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'll, I'll talk about this experience on another episode Ooh. of my show. Oh, shit. Hell yeah. You won't know when it's coming. You're just going to throw it in and be like, oh, yeah, but yeah, so about the pony thing. Trash this is shit. So I came in there and they didn't know anything. They didn't know anything. They weren't even prepared. They were such a better guest than than Trash (laughs) Taste. And they weren't even guests. They were hosts. (laughs) Hell yeah, dude. I appreciate it. Thank you, guys. Thank you. And thanks for watching, guys. See you next one. Bye. Bye. It's lunchtime at Tim Hortons, and we're serving up a special deal just for you. Our new $5.99 lunch deal includes your choice of any lunch sandwich and a side of crunchy kettle chips. Because what's lunch without a little crunch? And the sandwich choice is all yours. Like a ham and Swiss, Chipotle chicken wrap, BLT, and more. Made to order just the way you like it. Tim Hortons new lunch deal. Simple, delicious, and just $5.99. Now that's a good deal. Only at your neighborhood Tim's. U.S. only. Price and participation vary. Terms apply.